I've recently gone down some, uh, yeah, some random YouTube rabbit holes lately. So that's been, you know, when you get caught in one and then the next one comes up recommended, you're like, oh yeah, I suppose I could do one more. And before you know it, midnight, <laughs> you've not eaten, your beard's really long. Then you get into weird, uh, weird YouTube and you're like, what, what, what the fuck am I watching? What did I land in here? <laughs> yeah, like some weird guy out somewhere trying to swallow an eel or something. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, cool. Right. So you put up on Twitter earlier in the week that you were going to make believers of me and Ad. Yep. Well, where, where, where do we start? I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's a really good question. Um, you know, why don't you go ahead and uh, why don't you share with me your your relationship, uh, I guess, with with the topic in general? Um, what do you guys know about UFOs and alien life? Oh, oh, well, we're definitely not experts. We're we're enthusiasts for sure. Sure. Like we're very much well. We enjoyed our like Bob Lazar interviews we watched and like the documentaries on that. Very very cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Bob Lazar. I love yeah. Bob Lazar. Yeah, we went into it quite deep with our Bob Lazar before, didn't we? Yeah. Not, not too deep, though, because it wasn't like a special episode dedicated to him. He just kind of came up, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, what, 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 about, what about you, Ash? Do you, do you think there's any like credence to what our, uh, our boy Bobby's saying? Um, I, I just, uh, maybe. Um, the problem with, with Bob Lazar that I have is just that I, because I do this and I do this for a living, um, mm-hmm. like some people don't know. I mean, yes, I have a podcast and I'm an internet person. Um, but, but I actually do investigations. Um, you know, this is, this is my full time job. Wow. Some of the things that he says doesn't really line up with some of the things that, that I've been told by different people. Now, granted, mm-hmm. it's hard because you have to kind of deduce who is, who is truthful and who's just, you know, trying to stir up some type of attention and whatnot. Um, but, you know, there's not any, 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 there's not anything that Bob Lazar has ever said that has immediately turned me off from mm. what he said. Um, but, you know, there is a lot of interesting um, perspectives out there. I mean, the fact that the guy has had so much just general, you know, public backlash. I mean, that's yeah. that's hard. You know, people don't typically do that. And it's not like he's made. I know it seems like maybe he's made a lot of money off of this, but you really there's really not a lot of money to be made out of uh, content creation. And that's what he is, no. a content creator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I, you know, I don't think that, you know, he would have any real I would like to believe he doesn't have any real reason to lie. Um but, you know, there are some of his claims that that do align with some of the things that, you know, again I've been told or that I've looked into myself or, you know, what have you. So, um but he's he's a very interesting, you know, but the Bob Lazar rabbit hole is probably the most popular one that people tend to go down when they start looking into these things and I think that, you know, for for interest's sake, I think it's a really good start. Yeah, I mean, we said before that we've got no doubt that everything he's saying is the truth as far as he's concerned. Mm-hmm. But like we've said back back then as well, it, it could have been technology from around the, the globe, and they might have said to him, "Oh, it's, it's classified. You, you're not allowed to know where it came from." So he might have surmised, "Oh, it's aliens." And then our memories are not anywhere near as reliable as we think they are, as well. Sure. So I think sometimes if he's like describing the inside, he's like like he said before, like he said, "Oh, the inside is all seamless, and but draw steel came out, and they did this, and everything was smooth." And like sure. everything, and it was like it, it, it very well could have done, but at the same time, it, was the lighting any good in there? Mm-hmm. It was. Is uh, is it exactly how you you saw it, or is that like did you see it as a smooth 
white thing, so without any further investigation on the furniture, because he was there for the actual, like, that reactor thing. It's like, is that just, like, the outside scope, and you're just remembering it that way, but it could be different? But I've got no... I've, I don't think he's lying as such. But, I, I, again, human testimony is sometimes some of the most inaccurate things we can go by. It absolutely can be. Um, there was yeah. actually a study done, um, actually, in regards to, because I'm like the, you know, that's my main thing that people know me for is the Mothman stuff that I do. Um, oh, but, uh, you know, one, one, one study that they did when they were trying to um, kind of see how credible these accounts were of this giant flying creature was um, they made multiple wooden cutouts of, you know, the Mothman, and they placed them around in remote locations and people were driving around the area and spotting these things and then reporting the size. And then they were comparing the actual size to what they were reporting the size to be. Mm. And in almost every single case, they were wrong. I don't know what 12 feet looks like. I'm not a carpenter. You know, I have no, no idea. So I've, I've got no sense of scale or either. Right. I mean, people, you know, people don't. So people do remember things incorrectly, incorrectly and especially when you're talking about these experiences with, you know, other otherworldly things and, and concepts, you know. Yeah, your, your brain has to kind of um, compensate for what it's looking at. Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's, it's definitely got to fill in the blank somewhere. Now, as far as his, um, you know, because I know most, most of the things he's, Bob Lazar has discussed has been this technology and things like that. Um, personally, I live um, probably about 15 minutes away from Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton, Ohio, which is um, – has been alleged as being the the real Area 51, Shout and out to um, Ohio. yeah, it's, it's right. <laughs> well, everything's Ohio, um, but anyway, our biggest so, American fan base is from Ohio, so we're happy. Uh, oh, great, wonderful. <laughs> well, Ohio is a very weird place in general, but um, anyway, so a lot of what I do and what I have been doing is actually you know speaking with people that that work at the base or have worked at the base and. Um, you know, th- these people do like across the board, the thing that they do all talk about is this retro engineering that that is that happens there. As a matter of fact, the Air Force Base is allegedly really haunted. OK, a lot of famous ghost shows and whatnot have been there. Um, but uh, what my people have told me is that it's not actually ghosts that's doing that. It's the it's the technology that's doing that. And it's very interesting. Very so what interesting. Kind of, what kind of stuff is it doing? Like moving furniture around and stuff. Like, or? Well, basically, yeah. I mean, you know, moving around different objects. Um, you know, people sometimes like because the the air the Air Force Museum there is what's allegedly really haunted in the museum. So you've got the Air Force Base, which is about the size of a town in and of itself. It's massive, and then you've got the uh, National Museum of Air Force and blah 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 whatever. Um, and, you know, they house all these planes and whatnot, and people will claim, you know, that, that they'll hear engines starting up, which obviously these planes aren't working anymore, they're out of commission, they'll see apparitions, things will move around, displaced, you know, objects from workers, and, you know, multiple stories like that, seeing seeing things in, in windows, um, and then other strange stuff, I had a report, there's a lake right across the street from the museum, and in the lake, uh, somebody said that they were there one day, and out of nowhere, in the center of this lake, there started there started to have like a ripple effect, and it was really strange. And you know, there was nothing in the water that was really causing that. I believe it's a man-made lake, and um, but you know, nothing that would make any sense. And then they just felt strangely. They felt some type of weird vibrational oddness in the air, and then it started to rain, <laughs> and oh. it wasn't supposed to. <laughs> 
So, you know, again, you know, these are all eyewitness accounts. Who knows how credible their their stories are? Um, but I like to at least try to entertain almost every idea I come across. So that's uh, that's just me. Well, you have to, don't you? When, when it comes to this sort of stuff, if, if you're not yeah. open minded, exactly. No well, right, and that's you know that's kind of what we talked about is that a lot of this evidence for things. Because um, I don't just do ufology; I do cryptozoology and I do paranormal as well. I'm a Fortean. It's called Fortean, um, you know, studies, and I'm a Fortean mm. investigator. So I do it all because I believe that there's ties between a lot of these things. However, um, you know, most of it, no matter what the subject is, is anecdotal evidence, right? So it's just people sharing their stories. And so, you know, some of these people that I speak with, I don't just talk to them and hear their stories. They don't just shoot me an email and and share their experience. We discuss these things over and over. I get to know them. I get to know their families. I get to know, you know, who they are and what they do for a living just to kind of gauge the type of person that they are. We talk about... It makes sense. Um, you get a good character profile that way as well, I suppose. You have to, right? You you have hmm. to because that's if that's the only thing you have to go off of. Then you have to know. And then, um, you know, I also dabble in a bit of uh, dealing with these instances of high strangeness and trauma. And some some of these people, you know, you kind of go back and, and date back to their childhoods and things like that. And you know, they'll say, "Well, I got abducted by aliens as as a kid." Um, you know, come to find out they had really traumatic childhoods and it actually wasn't alien abduction at all. It was just abuse that was so severe that their minds couldn't possibly comprehend that that was possible. So they made it into something that they could perceive. Yeah, like like a sort of fantastical escape kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. Away away from what they're experiencing. So, you know, but then on the flip side of that, um, you know, you'll have people that – have been abducted by aliens, but they will just, or, you know, they, they say they've been abducted by aliens, but they just absolutely refuse to acknowledge that that's what happened. And, you know, they will work around it. They'll call them everything else besides aliens. They'll say that, you know, people came into their home and took them back to their house. And, um, but their house, but, but then they'll, it'll, they'll have weird details in it that don't make any, any scientific sense. Like, they go to their house and the house starts floating and it, that doesn't make any, you know, that's not possible. Yeah, um, but, but they insist that they're humans, right? They insist this is human. You have instances where you have things like Bigfoot, okay? And people see, be, see Bigfoot or Sasquatch and they're carrying balls of light, which is, which again, there's no scientific backing to being able to carry light around. You know, however, is that because, you know, and, and you have this big theory about our Bigfoot are they possibly, you know, some type of uh, of a spectral creature or even alien or or whatnot? Or maybe it's just the simple fact that whatever it is that was there in that point in time is projecting this image of Bigfoot because it's so out there that whatever it is they actually are, they can't present to you what they are because your brain can't comprehend it. You're not meant to. So it puts a different image in your mind to be, for you to be able to perceive it, but know that what you saw was incorrect at the same time. Yeah, it's like they did a lot of studies with people and um, spiders, like people who had arachnophobia. Uh-huh. And they would show them these spiders and they would like describe what they looked like. And almost, I think, actually, I think all of them described these spiders as being at least like twice the size as they actually were. Yeah. And it's like, it's there, it's, and they said that's a part of the brain because the because spiders are so small and it's kind of silly for us to be scared of them, even though they do look like living nightmares. Right. And but it's like because your brain sees something so small, it's like you can't be scared of that. But because you are scared, we'll make it bigger. So you've got reason to be scared. Sure. It's, sure. 
very weird stuff like that. The brain is not reliable at all. <laughs> I can yeah. say that it's not. However, it doesn't mean that what you just like in the case of Bob Lazar, maybe he does. Maybe everything that he's saying is incorrect. However, to him, it's very real because that's yeah. just yeah. simply how yeah. he remembers it. I think I think it's an interesting thing about the um, Bigfoot, like when you said about that. Maybe it's something else projecting itself as Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 a really fucking interesting twist on that because I've heard it's been said before that he's um, oh, fuck, I'm not very good at this guy. Is it fourth dimensional or some fifth? I don't really know. Yeah. That. Inter- yeah. Interdimensional, yeah. Inter- it, yeah, inter- yeah. Theory, yeah. And I've kind yeah. of like listened to that and thought, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. But then the more I think about it, the more it kind of makes sense that the people who saw him with the weird light anomalies, or if he just disappears, or if he does things like this, or what is it in um, you, you'll know in America, is it missing four one one or something yes. like that? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's really, real interesting kind of accounts that I've heard in that respect as well, but. It, yeah, it blows, but it's, it blows my mind, but it's not it's totally out of the um, spectrum of nature either for um, creatures to change their appearance to confuse predators. I mean, we see it all over the um, under underwater with sea life. They, 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 I mean, octopuses, for example, they can make themselves look like boulders. Yeah, you know, they, 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 they can splice. They can change their DNA on demand to make their their smooth skin go rough and crinkly and go horrible, and then they can just go boom like that, change it back again. And they can change their physical shape. You've got chameleons that can change colour. We've got insects that can just completely morph their cells to look something completely different. So I don't see why it's outside the realms of possibility. Maybe for mammals, it could be different. It could be like a bit more because they haven't got all that external like skeleton or they're like not invertebrates or whatever. But sure. it's not outside the realm of possibility because it's there, isn't it? Well, you know, exactly. We do have, you know, different biological factors at play. You do have a lot of people that think that these things can cloak and that's why they're able to kind of stay away from people. Um, you know, I've got my own personal take on, on just Sasquatch in general is that, you know, I do believe that we have flesh and blood creatures out there that are undiscovered. Mm-hmm. Um, cryptozoology is, is something people don't really think about a lot. And, you know, the most popular, um, the most popular one, uh, example that I can think of of proof that, you know, weird things exist as the colossal squid and it's really written off i was was saying that to um just before the the show before we start recording we was talking about cryptids that have turned out to be real and the colossal squid is one of them because it used to be the kraken exactly and it's magnificent let me tell you something that thing colossal squid right now as far as we know can get up to 50 feet and probably bigger because they'll just continue to grow and so uh, upwards to 50 feet you don't know what 50 feet looks like right off the bat and it's big it's (laughs) big It's big, you know, and something well, like the that biggest one I know they found in, I think it was Japan or something, a lot around one of those sort of like oceans. And I think when they measured it using their fancy thing, the biggest one they found, I think, right from like the tip of its head right to the tip of its thing straightened out, they estimated it between thirty and thirty-five meters. They're, yes, they're big. They're they're yeah. so big and you know and something like that and we hardly ever see them you know it, they're not something it's it's fantastic when we do even the giants because there's a giant squid and then there's the colossal squid and the giant squid when we see them we're like oh my gosh this is a once in a lifetime because we really don't see them like that and so therefore if something you know something like that that's this huge can just you know be living out in our ocean somewhere with a the population then you know why can't sasquatch there's a lot of uh of undiscovered land, and mostly in it within North America, um, you know, believe it or well, not. Yeah, those North, huge woodlands. I mean, we have so much that you can't yeah. have a person at at any given point at time constantly. So therefore, it wouldn't be that bad 
it's probably a small population, um, to oh, be honest with you. Yeah. But it, I think it's there's so much evidence pointing to these things being out there. However, um, you know, as far as these weird, strange incidences, um, there was actually an incident that happened, um, and it's recorded in Project Blue Book, and it's it's known as the Presque Isle inc- incident. And uh, Presque, Presque Isle is, I believe, it's part of Pennsylvania. Um, however, there was a couple that was, you know, driving around at night. Their car broke down, um, and a couple of police officers came by and were like, hey, are you okay? They're like, yeah, someone's coming. We're okay. The officers left. They came back about a half an hour later, and the group was frantic. And what they had reported was that um, they had seen a, a spaceship come down and land in the middle of the woods, kind of near where their car was parked. So the officers went ahead with the men, and they said, listen, we'll go investigate. They started to make their way through the woods, and while that was happening, all of a sudden they heard screaming and the car horn honking, and the people left back at the car were very, very scared. <laughs> and they came back, and the and the car was very messed up, scratches all over it, beat up a little bit, and again, these people were terrified. And they had reported that while they were gone, a Sasquatch came out of the woods and attempted to attack the vehicle. And so you had this instance, you know, now was was the UFO and, and the Sasquatch, were they related at all? We don't really, we don't know. However, the U.S. government took it upon themselves to go investigate because at the time they were investigating UFO, you know, incidences. Mm. And, you know, well, they of had course, the whole Reagan thing going on, didn't they, with the whole UFO thing? And you had like JFK was very into his sort of like um, space travel Oh, yeah. going on. So, so all through like yeah like, like you say like around that sort of time from like the, the 50s up to the 70s america uh-huh. was very um ufo curious but yeah, as that's... i'm sure we all are i'm sorry as i'm sure we uh we all are aren't we really i mean I'm sure well absolutely you know it's it's very you know we we definitely have had our um you know, interest and, you know, it's really interesting. Uh, I've always heard this, this tale and, you know, it, it hasn't been confirmed or, or denied. Um, but I've always heard, you know, Bill Clinton, um, President Clinton, he was really into the, uh, the UFO stuff and he was really interested in getting intel. And, um, what I've always heard, and again, he's, he's never confirmed it or denied it, was that he actually was never allowed to go into Area 51 as the president. He was never allowed to go into Area 51. They wouldn't, they wouldn't allow access. And I've heard other people being barred from different areas. Um, there was a, a senator, uh, I think his name was Barry Goldwater, something like that. Um, he actually came to, uh, came down to Wright Patterson Air Force Base and he took one of the colonels aside and he said, listen, I know that this is where the Roswell crash remnants are. Can I see it? And the colonel looked him dead in the face and said, listen, not only can you not, you know, see it, but don't ever ask me about it again. And that was it. That was the end of it. He wasn't allowed to go any further. So, um, mm. interesting, you know, and interesting how that works. So it does make you wonder with these, with these incidences, is it just, is it just the U.S. government? You know, is it something more than that? I mean, we don't, we don't really know. Um, to be honest with you, with UAP disclosure being a hot button topic over here, um, and again, the report, well, the preliminary report came out and basically it just said the same thing that Project Blue Book did when it came out, that these things are happening and we don't know what they are. And that's it. I don't think that they know as much as the common folk would like to believe that they do. I don't think that they have all the answers. And I think that's mm. why there's this air of secrecy around it is because when folks don't know things, they panic. 
look at the yeah. pandemic for an example, right? When when COVID nineteen first came came into play, a lot of people panicked because nobody really understood it. And, yeah, and then you know, when Italy closed down, and everyone was saying, "Oh shit, this is real." Oh, exactly. And yeah. and even then, though, you know, they were like, "Well, why did it close down? It's just you know, it's just coronavirus. It's just a common cold." People didn't understand the science behind it, and so therefore, you had all these people buttonheads about something that none of them can even come close to comprehend because they're, you know, day laborers and they're not virologists, you know what I mean? And so it was a a very interesting, you know, situation. Well, that's the same thing that's going on, you know, with all of this. Again, the people that control our world in general or like we see them as authority, they don't understand this as much as we would like to believe. So therefore, they're not going to work us into a frenzy and give us what they do know because it's not the full picture, and it might not mm. ever be, unfortunately. One of my favorite theories about like Area 51 and, and all those kind of places was that not only are they bases that keep UFOs, but they're actually alien bases that the world's government has said, you can have these, but yeah. you know, to keep up appearances, you need human staff. Yeah, that's a, that's a very popular one. I believe it was... Uh, I believe I've never it. heard that. Oh, I've ne- literally never heard that one. Have you not? No, oh, man. When you say it, I was like, "What the fuck?" And I used, and I think I'm quite good with me alien stuff, really. <laughs> but I'm fucking. I obviously don't know fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is a popular. That's a popular theory. They think that we have a treaty of some sort with these people. Um, there's people that actually believe that um, that these uh, cattle mutilations and and alien abductions are part of that treaty. Like maybe we give them so much that they're allowed to do every so often and. In exchange, I don't know what we get. I, I guess they don't kill us. I don't know. Um, you know, but that is a, that is a very popular theory. I can tell you that I don't. I don't personally buy into that so much. Again, being somebody that, that speaks with military no, I personnel, think, I, think it's a, I think it's fun. It's very fun. Yes, it is a very yeah. it is a very that's, fun. That's the thing idea. with most of these things, isn't it? They're all very fun. They're very sexy and romantic yes. because you feel like you're in on something. You know something others might not. But then someone high up might in the high tower know something, but you're onto them, and sure. it's all very exciting. But at the same time, from like a like a, a, a cryptid point of view, I mean, there are so many fucking weird animals that we're finding all the time. Oh yeah, and awesome. it's like how can we how can we possibly rule anything out? And what do you get scientists who say that the the um universe is filled with infinite possibilities it's like well how can we talk in absolutes and say sorry that doesn't exist or because you haven't found it yet right correct well exactly you know that's um so that's kind of more of of along the lines of of what i do so um initially until 1829 the platypus didn't exist right right and (laughs) and you know what 1829 it seems like it's a long time ago but on the scale of humanity it's really really not it's really not that long ago and uh you know a half ago uh, right. It really is. And, you know, people don't, you know, perception It goes back to the human brain. Our brains aren't they're complex, but they're really not that great. I mean, they really don't work that well, um, you know, to understand our own origins and even our futures. And, you know, we're not good at that, <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we very much like to uh, get into our own groups and then just say, no, they're wrong. Our, 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 our theory about the, the, the aliens being the, the treaty people, they own the, the base and you could ever want to go, no, they're wrong. And it's like, well, or you could bring your resources together and see what you have in common. Exactly. And work from there outwards instead of slinging mud at each other all the time. It's, it's very, it's very silly. My, uh, my co-host for my own show, he was, you know, talking about how it's, it, he thinks it's, because there's a lot of infighting in this community and it's very mm. strange. And, how is Pat? Uh, how is Pat? He's, he's wonderful. Yeah. 
He's, he's, he's doing good. He's, uh, you met him for the first time last week, right? I, I did, yes. I, I met my co-host for the first time. Um, it, it was fun. We had all these plans to, to do all these things together. We're like, oh, we're going to do a live show. We're, we're going to go out and do a promo photo shoot. We're going to do all... We got drunk. That's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. No, it was perfect. It was exactly the way it should have been. <laughs> Best laid plans and all that. <laughs> we're just like, yeah, we'll just drink instead. And, uh, you know, we did that. But no, we've, we've got more plans in the future. Um, there's a big, there's this big event happening in August. And I, I believe he's actually, uh, he might go. I'm not going to, I'm going to tell everybody that he will for sure, but he might. Maybe if the internet convinces him, he will. Um, so do, do your on, job, Pat, guys. Do this. Do it, Pat. Do it. <laughs> Get off come your to ass. Lazy. <laughs> we'll drink some more and we'll probably also do a show still. So. <laughs> Yes. So what's the what's the event you got to go to? Is it like a, a UFO event? No, actually, it's a, a cryptid bash, and it's it's in West Virginia, and um, so yeah, they make of, two cryptids fight. They, they do. Yes. There's awesome. actually there's going to be a, a cryptid Olympics. I have no idea what the details what? are about the cryptid Olympics. Yeah, yeah, there is, but I, I don't. I, like I said, I don't know. I don't know what. I think it's like it's going to be so stupid. It's going to be like taking like the best blurry picture or you know something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is, um, but it's uh, yeah, West Virginia talking talking, and it's going to be a lot of a lot of big names in the in the field and stuff like that. So it'll be it'll be actually pretty much from August through on the rest of the year. I've got all kinds of um, all kinds of stuff. I haven't I don't have any uh, I don't have any U, you know UFO events this year. I, I think it's just because we're just now kind of getting back into the swing of, of festivals and stuff like that. But yeah, um, I think but, you guys are spoiled for choice over there, mate. You have so much cool shit going on. Like we spoke to um, some guys from Florida who said who's talking about having the great Florida Bigfoot conference. Yeah. And it's a, and it's an event all about like the skunk the skunk ape or something yeah. like that. And it's like what the fuck? We can't, I can't even imagine enough people in my country alone to even like have enough in common to have a conference or event. <laughs> but you guys are like I think yeah, like the, fuck it. the most <laughs> exciting sort of events we have like that are literally like meetings to to discuss what we're going to do about the potholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's got one person there who's like, is it possible they could have been made by Bigfoot? I'm like, no. So he goes, all right, so he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just the funny daddy's left. He gets he gets laughed out. That's so funny. Well, you guys don't have Bigfoot over there, really. You're not supposed to. Um, uh, not that I've heard. And it's not far off. Not supposed to. Well, the thing is, is that... Uh, well, he, he's very tall and he's hairy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Well, you know, I I know that you guys definitely have a lot more. Uh, yeah, you have a lot more UFO sightings and and hauntings and things like that. Well, I think uh, I heard before because a lot of people were saying that England was a hotbed for UFO activity. Yeah. But I've heard a lot of other people saying the rest of the world gets it too. It's just particularly in places like America, there's like more light pollution or something. And okay. there was something like that. And they said pretty much everywhere gets the same amount, but it all depends on the populace of where you are. Because a lot of yeah. people are saying that there could be like at any time, like 16 UFOs floating above New York at night. And you sure. never know because of just the light, like Las Vegas and stuff like that. If all that desert land they can play around with, mm-hmm. all that light they can hide easily. There's plenty of people down there who are drunk that they can just go down and pick up and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I, I just love all the little theories like that. Because it's like, there's enough, even though like it's a leap to assume that there are aliens there to begin with. It's like at least what they're saying is consistent and makes sense. Sure. 
Uh, well, absolutely. I mean, you know, these uh, to a degree, I suppose. Yeah. Um, which is weird because you're 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 making sense out of nonsense, and the only reason why it's nonsense to us is because it's again they're concepts that we're just simply not made to to understand in the first place. Yeah. Um, you know, when when you think about just you know t- take yourself off of Earth for a minute and think about uh, okay, think about this. Think about uh well our money our, our our money's different but I'm gonna I'm gonna try <laughs> um think think about you have a hundred dollars okay and you have a hundred dollars in one dollar bills okay that's a lot right you have a hundred of Liking them liking it right you have right you have a hundred of them now think you have a thousand dollars right but you have a thousand dollars in one dollar bills I mean can can you imagine what that is it's a pretty good stack yeah, yeah. um you know probably about the you know I mean it's it's a pretty good stack. Uh, now think about if you had a million, okay? You have a million one dollar bills. You're probably talking a small room full of of one dollar mm-hmm. bills, right? You're mm-hmm. talking a lot. What about a billion? Can do you know what a billion would look like? Do you have any spatial reference for what a billion one dollar bills might look like? No, no the, okay. the safe in Ducktales. Okay, maybe the safe in <laughs> Ducktales. No, that's no, that's great. That's great. But that's, that's that's literally the only thing I could think of because even just trying to think of how big a room I would need to put a million pound notes because <laughs> you say like a thousand pounds, but is like quite a thousand pound like dollar bills even is like oh it's okay. a thousand. But I've got like a copy of Lord of the Rings down here, which is super thick, and that's only like nine hundred pages. Sure. Yeah, right. like an extra ten percent on top of that. That's a thick wedge of like so a billion. No, it's, like it's, it's, it's great. Right, it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful, um, you know, spatial reference. So think about mm. now. Think about a quadri- quadrillion, quadrillion, one dollar. I don't even know how many zeros that is, man. Exactly. No. At that point, your mind is like, oh, I don't. You know what? You kind of give up. You're like, why? Why? Why are we talking about this anyway? Yeah. You know what? Because yeah. the universe is infinite, and yeah. you don't understand infinity. I don't understand infinity. Not a single person on this planet can comprehend what infinity looks like. No. So first of all, we have to understand that. Okay. We have to come to that agreement. Yes. The universe is infinite. We know it is. And we know that it's just continues to whatever it's doing out there, expanding and whatnot. And, you know, so th- to think that we are the only intelligent species period out there ever, it, it, that's just so small. It's such a small way of thinking. It's just, I think it's a very smug and arrogant way of thinking. I've always thought whenever they said, "Oh yeah, we're the only life in the universe," it's like, "Fuck off!" If we if we exist, then that is evidence that life can exist in the universe. And so, right. why are we the only example? Why is why is the idea of anything else living ridiculous, but us living is okay? Correct. Right. Exactly. It doesn't. It, well, and humans have that self entitled. We're so important, you know. Anyway, so much so that we're destroying mm. our own planet on a oh, constant. Oh, we, we we've covered our, the uh, the human ego many a time on this show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very yeah, it's very um, you know, it's obviously there. I don't think you know yeah. the only people that disagree are people that are too caught up in their egos to to recognize it. Um, but you know, it's it's definitely an element to all of this. So therefore, yes, it has to exist. Now, then the question is, can these things travel to us? Is that a possibility? Because we can't travel to them, right? We yeah, can, that's that's we my barely, thing. Yeah, we can barely get to the moon, you know, and it's it's mm. within our within our orbit, you know, <laughs> basically, and we yeah. can hardly get there, um, you know. So can they come and and come to us? Well, um, in so when it comes to space travel, have you seen Interstellar? Have you ever seen the film Interstellar? Love that movie. Oh man, it's it's so good. It explains it so well. So you know. That when you go and, and you travel outside of here, that time, 
the rules of time change and they do. Mm. And, um, you know, so therefore that's a whole nother element that we have when it comes to space travel. But this is well, pop- even this even is- the time from the bottom of Mount Everest to the top of Mount Everest. If you use atomic clocks, there's a three minute difference, even if they're set at the same time. Well, exactly. So I mean, to go you, even further out of um, uh, you know, space, it's going to just get further and further away. And you're, you're right with the waves, it, time bends. and That's why they click the space-time continuum, isn't it? Because, yes, because it is, it is very interesting. So time is something that we don't – we live on a linear timeline, okay? Mm-hmm. So because we're third-dimensional creatures, and that's, that's, that's where the buck stops with us, and that's because we can only perceive time in a linear type of way. But outside, outside of our planet, outside of our world, it, it doesn't exist in a linear fashion. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no up or down or left or right, is there? No, it's all over the place, and you know you can jump and move and do all that. Well, we we haven't perfected um, time travel, right? We and we probably never. Let me be honest with you, we probably won't because again, I don't think we were meant to. So therefore, we can't. Um, you know, so you're talking about something getting on a ship and driving from their planet, which is probably millions and billions of light years away, to our planet. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And, you know, it's not really possible. We'll probably never be able, you know, here within our, our species, we will probably never have leisurely travel like that. We'll probably, we probably won't own our own, you know, spaceships and be able to just kind of come in and out and go wherever we want to another planet yeah. or, mm. you know, whatnot. Because time tra- or space travel doesn't really work that way. And um, so, therefore, you have to kind of then decide if that is your absolute truth, and that's kind of what what we're dealing with. So, yeah, then, when, when you, space travel, the whole thing in like theoretical physics is that when you're in space and you're accelerating, you're not actually moving; it's space around you moving. Pretty much, yeah. But well, kind of, yeah, yes, yes, and no. It's it gets so strange. It's yeah. it's such, like such theoretical big... physics is mental because again, it's all theoretical. Yeah, it's also you know, there's stuff that they can't sit there and say, well, no, that's wrong because of this. They're like, oh, yeah, it could be true. But yeah, at the same well, time, because, it's like, mm, maybe. what's true and what's not changes every, literally every year, there's a big breakthrough oh, in yeah. physics. And, and just, it goes under the radar because the, the common folk don't understand it. And so therefore they're just like, oh, okay, whatever. I don't, you know, I'm still gonna, I'm gonna sit here and play my, you know, my PlayStation and eat my Doritos or whatever people do in their See free what time. Kim Kardashian's up to. <laughs> right. I mean, whatever people do, you know, they don't care about particle physics and, and whatnot, um, which is totally understandable because, again, they're big concepts. Um, but even like right now, there's only about 10,000 uh, physicists on the entire planet. Yeah. And that's not a lot, you know. And so therefore and these are, again, huge, huge concepts. OK, so so we're, we're back to this this species and they're getting in their ship and they're traveling over here. All right. Interesting. Um but the absolute truth of it is, is that we know that they couldn't really generationally travel over here, right? So they couldn't travel here on a linear timeline. It would take them an indefinite amount of time to get over here. Mm. And therefore, they probably don't travel like that. They probably don't travel, well, terrestrially, I, I guess, is, is what we would have to say. So what they most likely do is they are able to manipulate the folds, okay? Are we going for wormhole theory? Um. Yes. Well, kind of, I love I love wormhole theory. <laughs> yes. Yes and no. Yes and no. Um. Pretty much. I mean, you know, that's basically that what they would have to do. Except yeah. it's like the Event Horizon, isn't it? You're a horror fan. I'm sure you've seen the Event Horizon. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's yeah, the way yeah. he describes it. And that with the poster, isn't it? He says, you get the poster, if you go from the top point to the other point, you have to travel all this amount of space. But if you fold the poster in half and you push a hole through one side, it'll come out the other and you travel through the wormhole like that kind of thing. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's, it's string theory is what it is. And so yeah. that's, that's our explanation for, for string theory. And you're talking about the different dimensions. And when you mm. are, Discussing these different dimensions, it can definitely get very mind blowing. Even like, we don't even have a really good way to explain it because we can't, we can't like show you what it looks like. It's so weird. Um, because you can't. I can't even describe the color red. If someone said to me, use the color red without comparing, describe the color red without comparing it to anything, I wouldn't know how to do it. Right. You can't. Right. You just, you can't do it. It's, it's just, again, it's like just an absolute truth in your mind. You know that it's red and that's all you need to know and that's where it stops. That's where the logic ends and that's where the thinking ends because your brain, can't do the mental gymnastics to get back to it. And uh, so therefore, you know, these things, like you said, kind of like like the wormhole theory, maybe they're using different points in time in order to travel to us. However, let me tell you, let me go back to the absolute truths again. What we know right now, what what we theorize and what we accept scientifically as an absolute truth is string theory. Okay. Yeah. In string theory, do you know how many dimensions exist in, in string theory? Isn't it like an, like an infinite amount? Well, at the end of the day, yes. But on paper, explaining it in, in layman's terms, there's ten. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and so you know that's that's what, and then it goes, it, it'll go beyond. There's super string theory, and then it goes on and on. It basically yeah. goes on infinite amount. Um, however, there's like asymmetry theory, theory as well and stuff like that. All kinds of yes, all kinds of very interesting concepts. So in string theory, um, we exist. Our our person exists. On the third dimension, we as humans we're third dimensional creatures. Okay, and you know what? What does that mean then? What lives on the fourth, and the fifth, and the sixth? You're telling me that things don't live on these other dimensions. Giant You're saying octopuses. that we've talked about this giant octopus. <laughs> yeah, just, well, because because they can um, if they're from the fourth dimension, they can manipulate dimensions below, like we can. We can right. get a two D dimensional object, and then um, boom. Do work around with it. There you go. It's three D now. But it's the same sort of thing like we were saying before when we were talking about like simulation theory before as well. And we were saying about like how um they were discussing about two D characters. If they were to come into the three D world, they would still perceive it in two D. Right. It's not possible for them yeah. to see it the way that we see. So they it. would have no idea we were three D because they would see it in the same way as they are, and it's the same with right. us. And we had it before where we were saying like the way the fourth dimension works because it doesn't obey the rules of the third dimension for mm-hmm. all like ad knows he could be sitting there in his um caravan and then mm-hmm. coming through one wall and out the other could just be a giant octopus laying there staring at him and he'd have no idea <laughs> right and once you get all the way up to like the 10th dimension like it goes on and on and on and the way and it breaks down into like our our linear timeline and the big bang theory and the possibilities that and, and it goes from the big bang theory all the way to the end of of time and space and, and humanity and all these possibilities in between in order to get there with all of these different offshoots in order to get to the end of that narrative, whatever way it gets there. Right. But then by the end of it, what you have is multiple Big Bang theories. So you got multiple points, multiple starts where the laws of, of gravity and physics and things that we understand right now as we know it are completely different because there's all these different possibilities. And it's just it's insane and it's mind blowing. So, again, you're talking about a space of infinity. Mm. And you have people that actually think that it's possible that aliens don't exist at all. 
I know that, that I've always thought that was absurd. Ever since I was a kid and didn't know any better to the point where I'm an adult, still don't know any better, but I know a little bit more. Sure. But, it's just, but it is just, it just seems absurd to me that it's like, all right, so why are we so lucky then? What is this? Is, is every scientist now going to say, well, it must be religion then? Or, well, are they gonna, or are they just going to sit there and say, actually, no, it's possible for things to live on planets. Okay, so if it's okay for this one, why not the rest of them? Right. And, right. and I always hate the argument of, oh, yeah, they couldn't live on that planet. There's no oxygen. It's like, maybe they don't need oxygen. Yeah, it's assuming they, they breathe oxygen like we do. Yeah. Right. When, when we look at the um, that, that cave, mate, with the um, the snotites in it, that, that whole entire cave, humans can't go in there. Well, they can. They have to wear suits and that. But it's so filled with sulfuric acid and, like, it's so rich in like carbon in the, the air because it's all that lives in there are these like little silverfish things and yeah. snotites, but nothing else can survive in there. And it's like, but that's on our own planet, and that's not right. the only place like that. So why isn't there? A, a, and they can still support life. So why can't there be a planet that can't support us but can support other creatures? And they say, oh, mm. no, it's just far fetched. Just like, no, it's fucking not. It happens on our planet. We see it all the time. Right. <laughs> Right, exactly. It's it's very it's very silly. But again, I think the question goes back to once again, let's go back to to what the topic is. Are they coming here? Are they visiting us? Are they interacting with us? Do we know in a in a grander scheme that they are here? Do we have some type of relationship with these things? You know, is there yeah. what you know I heard but, Joe Rogan make an argument the other week and I was I totally disagreed with him because he had Neil deGrasse Tyson on, and Neil deGrasse Tyson's very much, I don't think aliens are here, I don't think we're that interested. Which, I just, you know what, let me tell you how fucking embarrassing that is. It's so goddamn embarrassing. It's, I hate it. You know what, I hate it because I got, so my, when I went to college, when back when I was a regular person, I, I majored in criminal psychology and I minored in astrophysics, so Neil deGrasse Tyson was like one of my heroes, and when I found out that he didn't believe in aliens, man, it broke my heart. I was so upset. I'm like, what's wrong with you? This isn't real, yeah. is it? I need the moated Pluto, the bastard. <laughs> he's just out to get us all he just has it in for the solar system he said no all the other life has been denied and he's getting rid of planets one at a time yeah I know he's just a bad guy I think he's a, yeah, I think he's, he's Darth Vader yeah yeah <laughs> he is yeah, but like the Joe Rogan thing because like, he would say oh, I think we're that interesting and then Joe Rogan went on this massive like round going oh I think we're fascinating we do this that and the other and all this like, he makes a huge list and I thought that's all well and good but you're talking about fascinating from our point of view Aliens who could probably, who apparently travel all across the galaxy in these ships in a, in, in a universe that's filled with life. Do you yeah. honestly, Joe Rogan, don't think that they haven't seen all this before? Right. Right. Exactly. It's, we're not. And again, it's, and again, it's the ego. We're not that interesting, Joe. Sorry, we're not. <laughs> we're not. I know. Yes, that's well, exactly. We're so infantile in a lot of our things and a lot of our sciences. And we haven't even figured out our, our own planet yet. We can't even possibly begin. We to know more about our solar system than we do our own ocean. Well, that is what a lot of people say. I don't know. I, I, you know, I can't I can't say the problem with that theory and, and it is a theory is that you know because we haven't explored like a lot of people say we've only explored like five percent of, of the ocean how do we know we've explored five percent of it if the rest of it is unexplored we don't know exactly how big it is and how do we know i've wondered this a few times so i thought obviously we've got the globe as a scale to go by and it's like but if we haven't gone all over it you don't know how deep some of those waters are i mean we're kind of just guessing some of it we can't reach. We can't physically get yeah. to because of the pressures we've never been to. Yeah, so I remember um, I was watching old, my boy Brian Cox the other week, and he went down in a one of those um, uh, like pressure pod things to go under the, into the deep sea, and it took yeah. him an 
hour to get down, I think, a thousand kilometers, I think they were doing, or a thousand meters, I think. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. A thousand meters, probably. That, yeah, that's probably much more. A thousand kilometers, I'm on about. <laughs> a thousand meters gets done it, but it took an hour to do it because of the pressure. But yeah. when, it came, when it came to getting back out again, it took eight hours because if they went too fast, it would just collapse and they'd all die. Yep. And, it's like, <laughs> and it's, if that's not a sure sign to tell you, don't go in the fucking ocean. <laughs> I, I, you know, just it's leave like it someone alone. says, oh, don't, don't stick your, the fork into a hot toaster and don't put your hand in a, a garbage disposable while it's on. Well, I'll give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> Mine What's well. the real oh, right. risk? And again, and you're talking, you know, they they went down there, right? And they go down there, and that's only one point in time at one very particular spot in the mm. ocean, yeah. and that's it. You know, you don't have all these people covering every square inch to see exactly what's happening at any given time, all the time. It's just, it's wild to me that, you know, again, we, we just people, people, we think we're so smart, we think we're so cool, and we're not that cool, guys. We're just not. No. <laughs> Oh god, no! Some of this, like, even like when you get like two massive like scientists, and these are like guys who have won like prizes and shit, and you see them sort of bickering to to with each other, and it's like, well, hold on a minute, you're both Nobel Prize winners, you're both like minds of the the world, yet apparently one of you has to be wrong. Right. And I'm, I'm, I get that everyone's wrong. Not everyone can be right, and as much sure. as some people like to think so, but when two people of that caliber are, are disagreeing. And you're sat there like, well, which one of you's right then? Because if the other one's really wrong, then he can't be as, anywhere near as smart as we thought he was. Right. Well, that's true. So which one? Well, and that's what I say to people all the time in this community in general and all these things they investigate is whatever it is your theories are, you have to make it make sense for one. Yeah. It has to make sense. So, like, if your truth is something this specific, then that means that this other thing has to also be the truth in order to feed off of – they have to feed off of each other. They have to work together. Otherwise, your theory falls apart. And yeah, and that's why I always said to, said to people, like, make sure if you have a theory, make sure it actually is a theory because you need evidence to back it up. Otherwise, it's just a hypothesis. Correct. Which right. is why I Correct. call it the flat earth hypothesis, not flat earth theory. Gosh, let's not talk about that. But, uh, we won't get into that. <laughs> 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 we shall move on from that little, uh, little, little ditty. Well, let me uh, let me bring it back to UFOs a minute because uh, sure, I, I know right. I know people are going to want to talk about UFOs or hear you about UFOs, right? I, I mean, there's there's a couple of things I've listened, I've heard and listened to, and I've ne- well, obviously me and Aaron have never been able to discuss stuff because we're thick as fuck and we're usually stoned too far too yeah far too stoned to have a, have a credible yeah, and conversation. No, and no matter what anyone says, one of us will just go, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like to be fair, when I'm studying and doing all this, I'm also very stoned, so I don't know if that ruins my credibility or maybe it, it perks it up. I'm not sure, but well, it perks it up in our right? Yeah, yeah. We here in the kingdom, <laughs> you're a hero. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. So yeah, so so the thing is, like, I've seen lots of things about uh, when we go back to uh, like alien beings and things sure. like that, as aliens as an actual um physical thing, right? So I'm, so do I? I'm trying to word it in a kind of sensible way to you so do you actually think there is actual aliens inside the spacecraft or do you think these spacecraft are just like drones that they've sent in to us that's oh. the kind of the two-part you know compound question there but yeah sure. I, personally obviously you, you'll know more about this than i will ash but um i i, I actually think it would be the latter of that because if their technology is that good they could just send off like little drones like you say Sure, yeah. but they absolutely could. But so at the same I think time they that, might want to get in the window, look out, and be like, "Oh, look at the view." 
<laughs> Look at the little humans down there. They're so cute. I want to pet them. Um, it, I mean, that's how they would treat us, honestly. Uh, but, you know, I wouldn't blame them. Okay, so I think it's both. Right. You know, here, here's the thing is that, um, you know, again, if they didn't have to put, you know, people are a resource and, and their people are definitely probably a resource. If they don't have to put people on a ship to um, observe or whatever the hell it is that they're doing here, um, then they're not they're not going to. Right. And they could, mm. you know, I'm sure if they've got technology that can travel through space and time, then, yeah, then they're they're going to have, you know, unmanned um, ships, you know, that are piloted remotely somewhere else. Mm. Um, but you can't take away from the all of the many, many reports of encounters with, with these things. And mm. when you look at different species of, of these things, there's, there's not just one type. We all think of the typical gray, right? The, the, the big head, the big eyes and, and whatnot. Yeah, um, alien. Right. I mean, those, those are the aliens, right? But it's not just them. I, I mean, you have people that report many things. Um, uh, recently, which is, you know, something we talked about back in April, a village in, uh, I believe it was, Puerto Rico. I don't remember exactly. Um, I didn't. I didn't do my studying for this. Shout um, but out Puerto Rico. I, I, yeah, shout out to Puerto Rico. Um, I think that. Uh, I think it was there. Some small village. A whole. The whole village saw the spaceship come and land, and out of it came a chupacabra. A chupacabra, which is described as a the very. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's described as a very reptilian-looking creature, right? In America, actually, they're they're canine-like, but uh, down down south, they're very um, they're reptilian. They got these spikes on their backs. They got these huge eyes. They're small. Makes sense. Um, it's hotter. They're scary, right? Exactly. I mean, they're gonna get rid of all that fur. Um, but out popped a chupacabra, and that's what they saw. And it kind of terrorized. It didn't terrorize the town. It just kind of looked around a little bit. But it was mean to anybody that tried to get anywhere near it. It got back into the ship and it left. There's pictures. There's videos. When was this? This was in April. I'll find the article. Holy shit! Um, April this year. I didn't even hear about this. I know nobody did. It's so weird. So ufologist went down and was like, and was doing all this investigating, was speaking with authorities, was speaking with local government. They're like, why is nobody talking about this? There's videos of this spacecraft. Why is nobody talking about this? And they just said it was mass hysteria. That was it. We're not going to investigate. It's mass hysteria. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, mass hysteria is an easy one, isn't it, to throw around? Exactly. So this entire village, like with the Spanish influenza, when like two thousand people said they saw. The Virgin Mary, I mean, it probably wasn't the Virgin Mary, it probably looked like somebody like that, but they said they saw some tall figure up on the hill and a big blinding light above them. They went, oh, mass hysteria. And it's like, it's just really? 2,000 eyewitness accounts? Right. And again, like we said earlier, they're not, they're not always, you know, reliable, but when you've got 2,000 people or something saying the exact same thing. Right, exactly. That's like, isn't that like saying our lockdown is mass hysteria? <laughs> Well, so then you're just saying the eyewitness accounts in general. You know, I'll tell you a lot of people in crime, okay, and and crime cases and criminal cases, eyewitness accounts are very important. However, you do have to handle them with kid gloves because, again, the human brain is very faulty, so mm. it's it's difficult. And they try to do it as soon as they can as well, can't they? Because well, they like, do. While the memories are fresh in your brain, you know, because your your brain will change details as time passes. And a lot of things that are happening to your day to day life, your brain is is stuck on autopilot doing it. So if you if you are a witness to a to a, let's just say you're at a I don't know you're at a little convenience store, okay, and, and it gets robbed in the middle of the day, and and you are a witness to that, they're going to ask you questions like who exactly was there? There were two people standing outside. What what color shirt were they wearing? And you got to remember that stuff, and you're not going to yeah. remember that stuff, you know. <laughs> and so, um, so it, it can be faulty. However. It still is an integral piece because certain details of 
the witnesses will match up. And then you have to take that and assume that those details are truth. Uh, again, uh. absolute truth. And that's how they, that's how they, that's how you conduct an investigation. And so, you know, back, back to what we were discussing about the, uh, whether these things are piloted or not. So when the Chupacabra came down to the spaceship, um, and, and it was primitive because it was mean and it was angry and nobody wanted to go near it. It didn't talk to anybody. Um, was and and chupacabra actually starts with ufos and space travel i mean a lot of people think that they're actually alien um these things are obviously dumb okay they're not very smart so are they using these these living creatures as as some type of way to vet resources and or who knows what they're using them for but they're obviously yeah, i was wondering if maybe they were sending it out like right, have a little sniff around see if the place is all right and then when it came back they thought now nah, fuck this place look shit well, right. They're like, no, this is a, this, it, and it did. It got back in the ship and it, and it left and everybody was just like, yeah. what the fuck? Probably called it back and we're like, yeah, come on, Fido, come in. <laughs> this place is rubbish. <laughs> well, they just stopped so he gets to get out and have a piss. We're like, right, you're done. Cool, okay. Can we, can we go to Uranus now? Right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's way better there. You know, so, you know, but then you have instances like injured cold. I don't know how much everybody here knows about injured cold. But injured no cold, injured cold is is a man who so a, a fellow by the name of Woodrow Derenberger was driving down the street one day in uh, nowhere that. West Virginia, yeah, and uh, he was stopped by a spaceship, and out of the spaceship came a human. It looked like a human, and he came and talked to him, and they, and they discussed, and they went on to have a lifelong friendship to the point to where Woodrow claims that he's been to Injured's planet, and these are big big claims, right? However. Yeah. Woodrow's dead now. Okay, he died. His daughter is now carrying on, carrying on the stories, and she's you know telling people that she talks to Andred, talks to their family. His sons, Andred's sons, come and visit her on Mother's Day, and they've got great friendships. Now, Woodrow Derenberger, when he came out with the story, he was very much ostracized for it. He had to move. He had to quit his job. Um, he got divorced. I mean, he lost everything. And so it's not like he had any reason to tell the story and stick to it. He maintained the story until the day that he died. And now his daughter is doing it. And let me tell you something. I've been to where Tanya lives and she lives in the shittiest shithole in the entire United States of America. She's not rich. She's not making money off of this. You know, she's not She's not. She doesn't get anything from it. So is injured cold. Does he exist? Is he a person? And and you know, on the flip side of that, he looks like us. What you're saying? He lo- he's a human, but he's not a human because he's from Lanulos and he's got a whole other set of DNA, I'm sure, and and whatnot. So you have these like weird instances where you got all these different creatures, you know, being told to us. I know in um, if you've ever seen uh, which Travis Walton, I'll talk about him for a second. I don't believe his I story. Boy, I love my boy Travis Walton. It's, it I goes don't. so it goes so back and forth. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't buy. I think it's bullshit. But one thing that was interesting when you watched the Fire in the Sky movie was that they kind of posed the idea that like these aliens had these suits that look like the greys. Yeah, that I love they, that. It's interesting, like the big, right? Like the big um, black eyes are actually just um, lenses. Right. Over their helmets and stuff right. like that. You know, again. So so when we're talking in the scheme of infinite possibilities, we're also talking about infinite species and inf- infinite races. Some of them might actually physically get on their ships and come here. And some of them just might not. They might not feel the need to. And who knows why they do it? Maybe they just want to check it out. I mean, just because 
they can. I mean, why not? Let's go to let's go to Earth. Let's go see what it's about. You know, well, and if, so, if the um, uh, Bigfoot can change his appearance for people, maybe Andrew Cole did the same thing. He thought maybe the best thing I can do so this guy doesn't get scared is if I represent myself as a human. Well, you absolutely, you absolutely could do that. I mean, a lot of people think that, you know, the reason why Indra Cold is kind of a big tie to me personally is that, uh, a lot of people think that Indra Cold was the Mothman, which is a weird, kind of a weird concept. I don't think so. Um, but, you know, that's, you know, that's kind of another, another one. I mean. Oh, that's right. It's, that's what he says his name is in the film, don't they? Oh, yeah, the terrible, the, the awful. The Richard, Richard Gere movie. They, yeah. that, you're right. Yeah, they, they say his name is Indra Cole. When, he, when, cold, he, when he's right. talk, yeah, when he's talking through the um, hole in the sink, like well, the plug. and that's because ten days, um, ten days after Andrew Cold came and and talked to to Woodrow and Woodrow Danberger immediately, like they talked to police, um, people from Wright Patterson Air Force Base from Dayton, Ohio, came went to Parkersburg, West Virginia, and spoke to him and said, "Hey, listen, we believe you. We just want to know what you know." And mm. and and he told them his story. Ten days later, the Mothman sighting started happening about uh, a couple of miles. You know, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. So it's um very interesting. Is there a tie? Is there a tie there? Is it was it just a coincidence? Who knows? Who knows <laughs> oh, indeed? You know, who knows? So it's um it's very it's very interesting. Uh, it's a very interesting concept. You know, then you have these um these alien it's all, like it's all just swamp gas. Don't worry about it. it it's just weather balloon guys. That's it's all weather fun. balloons and swamp gas. <laughs> right. That's it, you know. The amount, of times, the amount of times I've seen some gas and thought, oh, fuck me, I look like a UFO for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I flinched for a minute there. I thought there was a tiny invader well, in the kitchen, but it's all right, the kettle's just boiled. You know, it, obviously at the same time you were having mass hysteria, so it's, it's fine. Oh, yeah, there was like 20 of me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. that's, that's just really good, that's just really good weed, man. That's all, that's all that is. <laughs> Every time the smoke coming out at the end of me blunt, I'm like, look at all those flying saucers coming out. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Scooby Doo, you seeing this shit, man? <laughs> so staying staying on aliens again, right? Um, well, I've got another one. So we got the, uh, you know, are they manned or not? So, so in terms of the spacecraft, regardless of if they're manned or not, do you think that they're coming from space or in the water of the ocean? Because I've heard theories about there's bases underwater. Yeah, and they're coming is. up, and, and they're coming up through the water because water would be a good place to have a base because it's you know you can cool shit with it and you can hide in it easier, especially away from us. Sure. Um, and it's it's if you I'm not, I'm not going to try and do the science because I'm really not that good, mm. but apparently you you know if you you can move through water easier if you're bending you know the gravitational field as well or some shit like that so i'll just yeah and i just kind of thought well i me and aaron don't really have enough knowledge in this to have a good conversation about it rather than us googling it all so i thought i'll put that to you but we are (laughs) stupid enough to hear things that if they sound fancy you will blow our minds yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure, sure. But there's also no, like I... Prometheus theory as well, wasn't there, where they believe that perhaps they could live in Antarctic and that's why um the North Pole is classified because that's where the alien base is and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that's a very that's a very popular um that's a very popular theory actually. Um well the the Nazis had experimented with uh making Antarctica a, a base, a secret base because this, mm. it's basically uninhabited, you know, there's nothing there, so sure it'd be a great place to hide, it'd be very easy. As far as like under underwater bases goes, I mean, we do have the case of of USOs, you know, which are un, 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 unidentified swimming objects. Um, you know, they're they're under they're in the water. Um, and then, and the, an interesting concept that we had brought up recently on on the show was 
stuff like the Bermuda Triangle, where people just fucking go missing in the middle of the mm. ocean, and mm. there's no explanation for it. Um, you know, I, I I don't think that I have personally seen evidence that has solidified my view on it. I, I don't think that it, I'm like, yes, that's exactly what it is, or you know, what have you. Um, but I I wouldn't rule it out either, just because again, no, it's fun to think about. It is. It is very fun to think about. I would like the kid in me would like to believe that there are alien bases in the middle of the ocean and maybe on the North and South Poles. Mm. And, you know, I, I would I would like to believe that. Um, but I just haven't seen anything conclusive on it yet. Um, but again, I don't live out in the middle of the ocean either. So I don't fucking no. know what goes on there. You know, who well, knows? We, 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 one of our big fans, uh, uh, Rob, who's arguably our biggest fan, probably. Um, he had a bit of a two part question about like what it was. Um, like, have you ever had like when it when it comes to like being like obviously you're very into your cryptids and stuff. Was that um just did that come out of nowhere or was it like an organic experience where you yourself maybe saw something and thought that wasn't right? Like, have you ever do you believe you've ever seen a um a cryptid or like a UFO or anything like that? Well, that's a really good question. Um, actually, so I I was in I started all all of this getting into cryptozoology because I remember that um back in school. Uh, they used to make us read, I think it was like these little Time magazine, little minis, and uh, one of the articles in it was regarding the Patterson-Gimlin film, which is Bigfoot. It's the most famous Bigfoot footage out there. Um, if you haven't mm. watched it, 10 out of 10, highly recommend it. Um, but, you know, it was fascinating to me because I, I saw the images there, and then I went home on my terrible dial-up internet, and I looked up this this video, and it took me hours to even load, and I saw it for the first time, and I was completely blown away right i was like how do people think that that's not real and uh so it, it kind of you know started this rabbit hole for me i would i would search little things on the internet or, or go get books and and look at cryptids and then uh as i started getting older um you know the internet became more and more a resource and i started yeah. checking out i had like particular blogs and things that i read every day i mean i was on there every day reading the news and, and yet we're all still looking at cat videos <laughs> right exactly yeah we have the, right. we have the mythical fountain of knowledge right in front of us and we're like let's see what they're doing on tiktok <laughs> yes you look at cats and watch people eat food and it's great um but you know, so I, I start, you know, I started doing that, and then, you know, I was when I was when I was a, a kid, I was like, oh, well, you know what? I'm gonna get into zoology. Like that was the dream. I was gonna go into zoology, and um, I'd work at a zoo part time, and then in my spare time, I'd go out and and into the woods and hunt for Bigfoot and stuff. Of um, So you know, that was the dream. Obviously, you know, people don't typically follow their dreams, and and I did not. Um, so you know, I went on to go do adult things, and even though I was still very interested in the concepts, I, I definitely kind of distanced myself from it. Um, but I ended up getting a, a really good job. I was actually, I worked for marketing for Victoria's Secret. Um, and I, you know, was content with my life, but then I was approached to start working on this documentary about the Mothman, which was weird because I didn't believe in the Mothman anyway. I didn't believe in any of that. Yeah, was that's, um, a, is that sinking the Mothman, is it? That is, yep, sinking the Mothman. It should be out in fall of 2022. So, we'll, nice. uh, hopefully. Um, we'll see how that goes, but, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a great, pro great fun project. So, you know, I was approached to work on this documentary. I was a big Mothman skeptic, but I thought, you know, hey, we're going to go to the Mothman festival. They just want to talk about some Mothman stuff. I'll be the skeptic and I'll tell everybody, you know, biologically, it's not possible for this thing to exist. Mm. And, uh, when we went, you know, the first, the first set of filming was, was going out to the festival and talking to people out there and, um, Things happen. Th weird things happen. I did not see the Mothman. Um, however, 
things that I couldn't really explain away with logic and reasoning were happening. And it was silly stuff like, uh, you know, at one point in time, you know, we walked out of a restaurant that we were eating at and I'm a smoker. So we step outside to smoke and I stopped and the director of the documentary looks at me and he goes, oh, my God, look down. And I look down right where my foot had stopped. There's a dead moth just laying on the ground, a big one, a big dead moth. And it was just it was weird. And the air and everything about it just felt so, I don't know, magical in a way. It's the only way to really describe it. And, you know, as time went on and I had been doing digging and I had been talking to eyewitnesses, you know, it really hit me that, listen, these people, you know, whatever it was they saw, believed that they saw this thing, right? So obviously there's something there. Whether or not it's real or not, it's very real to them. Um, but then other other things have had continued to kind of transpire, which I get into a little bit more in the documentary and, and stuff like that and kind of tell the whole story. But um, a couple, actually probably about two months ago, I had a realization myself that I had seen the Mothman and I didn't even know it. Didn't even know I'd seen him back in 2016. Actually, um, I was hanging right, out. Now with... we're going to find out. We've seen him as well. We didn't even know it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you might have. Remember your old neighbour in Sitting Bournehead, Mothman, yeah. the old time. <laughs> he's, he's, he, no, he's everywhere. Well, I, you know, I was at a friend's house, and and we were actually we had made some edibles, and we were doing edibles, right? Oh. And that's what we were doing. And you know, again, I'm so, I smoke pot, right? That's what I do. I smoke a lot of pot. I've never hallucinated on pot ever. It's not supposed to do that to you. I get audible hallucinations. I hear things. You might, sure, you yeah. might, but you know, it's you're not supposed to have these great experiences. It's not. It's not even like doing acid. And even then, I've done a lot of acid too, and it's not what people think it is. And if you want to have a real good time, do DMT. Anyway, um, don't do DMT. I'm not endorsing <laughs> drugs on the show. Um, oh, we we endorse drugs on this show all the time. It's fine. Every oh, week. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're we're very very pro drug. We're we're a, a legalize everything kind of guys. Oh, wonderful. Good. Yeah, I mean, same. Um, but so anyway, so you know, we did our edibles. We had a fun night. It was time to go to bed, but you know, the high was waning, and and I was laying on the couch, and she had this um like TV stand, and it was like vertical. And it was tall and it was sitting kind of catty corner in the room and the doors on the TV stand were open. And um, it just out of nowhere, I started freaking out. I don't I was just feeling very anxious and kind of all doom and gloom and strange. And it was weird. And this is somebody's house that I've been. This is my best friend. I was there every day. You know, it wasn't weird for me to be there. So I just felt weird. And then I started looking at the top of the TV stand and while I'm looking at it. This dark figure starts to form on top. Oh, fuck that. And it ends up being, you know, the body comes first and like, it's kind of like a gradient. It's kind of like forming, you know, outwardly. So it starts with the middle and it's like kind of a man. And then it kind of spreads outward, like kind of the same direction that those open doors were going. However, instead of being arms, it was wings and it was it just started growing into the entire room. And so of course I freak out and I get up immediately and I, and I go wake my friend up and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm freaking out. And she just laughs. She's like, Oh my God, you're so high. You're fine. But you know, she stood up with me and hung out. I didn't tell her what I'd seen. Um, I, I don't know why I just, I didn't cause I felt crazy seeing, I mean, it just felt like something that wasn't cause even though it was here, it like wasn't here. Like I wasn't mm. seeing it physically in front of me, but I could see it. It was so odd. And yeah, so I, I stuff with police um, p- 
I'm about to say police paralysis, but sleep paralysis. And I'm, I'm always constantly seeing people standing around my bed, even though I can't look directly at them. Oh, sleep paralysis is a very horrifying thing. Yeah, that's a very, you know, but it's kind of a similar, you know, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, is this yeah. biological? Is it, is it something is, else? Is it there or not there or what is? Right. What is going on? And so, but, you know, kind of like that, but I've never had issues. I wasn't even close to being asleep. I was wide awake. I was, I was just not feeling it at all. I was not having a good time. <laughs> and so <laughs> I went and woke her up and like I said, we hung out and, and whatnot and I didn't really realize it until, you know, on, for the podcast, we were talking about doing an episode, episode on drugs. And actually it turned into this whole month that we had doing, talking about drugs. And, um, Sounds it, like all sure. Yeah, right. I mean, it was, you know, kind of drug month and, you know, different things. We talked about MK Ultra and we talked about, you know, shamans and medicine men using it and our own, you know, fun time stories. And uh, know, MK just, Ultra stuff is absolutely mental, isn't it? It's it is. It really, really is. Um, For those you know, at home, we don't know what MK Ultra is. It's, when they, um, it's the LSD trials that the American government did during the 60s. Uh no, actually, uh MK Ultra would started back in I uh, really like the thirties and forties. Oh really? Um and, and it was more than just it was more than just Ellis I mean they were doing all kinds of fucked up things and, and putting it under the umbrella of MK Ultra and it was super experimental. Um but we did a whole episode on it about the uh possible ties to uh actually the Manson family and uh Yeah, because he was um he was he was one of the uh, main experiments, wasn't he? Like, um, probably. Uh, he pro- he probably was. There, there's pretty good evidence pointing to that it's possible that he, you know, had some. Well, he definitely had ties to these and these people that worked in in within MK Ultra. So it was mm. just kind of weird. Whitey Bulger as well. He was um. He was another one. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, was okay. one. he was he was and also the, funny that that you've mentioned that how far back it goes. I, I I do think I remember reading somewhere that um. John Dillinger was given acid as well at one point. Yeah, there's well, there's yeah, there's there's so many people, and within this, within this, it's so much. And you know, here's the thing about it, and this is what we talked about in the '70s when Watergate happened over here. Um, that's when MK Ultra was discovered, and it was um, in the '70s they destroyed. Well, actually, no, I'm sorry, I don't think it was discovered until the '90s. But in the '70s they destroyed all these documents for MK Ultra because they were worried people would find out about it. When they discovered these documents, they found them in files like budgeting files and weird stuff that didn't even make any sense. And they found 20,000 documents, 20,000 of them, 20,000. Now here, here's the thing. What the hell was it that they destroyed though? Yeah. So, I mean, it just, it was a very weird time for the U S but once you, when, when you really look at it, what you find out is that like, none of this shit ever really stopped. They're still doing it to this day. I mean, they really are. And if you think that they're not, that's just silly. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I mean, it's at least drug trials and who knows what else that goes on. Right. Yes. Or, you know, just the experiments in general. I mean, I mean, they were... Pretty much all the illegal narcotics we have been distributed by like governments and stuff. So they're bound to sit there and get, well, make sure they actually can like, you know, yeah. If it, kill, if it kills them, it kills them. But, you know, make sure they can, like, take it in doses. Right. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. We wouldn't buy more of this stuff. <laughs> and we just, we just agreed to it. I mean, we sign up. But they were doing other yeah. things. I mean, they were doing, um, they were doing interrogation. They were experimenting with interrogation tactics and things like that. Um, that time in general was very weird. You know, in the 40s with World War II, we had, uh, we actually, you know, we had the Nazis doing all these crazy fucked up experiments on twins and things. But we also yeah, had, uh, stuff. Well, we also had the Japanese that were um, 
doing crazy. And nobody really knows about this, but they had their own unit where they were experimenting on people and um, doing crazy, crazy stuff to folks. I mean, just torturous, awful, horrible things. And then when they were getting caught doing those things, they burnt the entire fucking place down with all the research. So it was yeah, all so that, That's what that film's about, isn't it? Is it um, uh, Children Behind the Sun, I think it's called? Oh, Men Behind the Sun. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's, it's yep. um, based on the um, same thing as the experiments and the torture. Stuff and the, they're like, they, they would like feed people to rats just to see what would happen. Stuff like oh, this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely they would. There's, crazy. there's a longer one. It's, it's uh, four and a half hours long. It's called Philosophy of a Knife. And it's kind of more of a uh, – it's more of a documentary style. And so it's like half documentary, half reenactments. And so mm. they'll, they'll, they'll tell you what they're doing and why they're doing it, and then they'll have this like horrible, gory <laughs> reenactment of it. I love it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, history's crazy, isn't it? It's my, it's my date night movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, yeah, yes. so – you know, there's a lot of I don't even remember what we were talking about with the MK Ultra stuff. Oh my gosh, that's I'm sorry, I got a Oh, we had a massive tangent. I don't know where we fucking started. I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, we were talking about okay. drugs. <laughs> so okay, did, so did, did you have a drug month you were saying about where you covered MK Ultra and Oh, that's right, you were talking about the Mothman. We were talking about the... oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah so my, my you experience, had your little drug experience that's right, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and you know, once I started really digging into the Mothman phenomena again, the only thing I really knew about it going into this whole situation was that it was a string of, of sightings that happened from 1966 to 1967. What I have found out since then is that everything that you know about the Mothman is bullshit, and uh, this thing's been around forever, everywhere, in different ways. Yeah, I have to admit, the, the most of my knowledge comes from the Richard Gere movie. <laughs> yeah, and everybody says that. And, man, let me tell you, that movie is so – it misses the mark. It's terrible. <laughs> it does a really bad job representing. So don't watch it as a resource. You know, However, the only way that you're going to find these things – there really is no, like, good resource for Mothman research. Like, there really isn't. It's It's been very difficult to to find the ties and the anecdotes and things like that. And, I guess you just uh, have to be fortunate that you're one of the um, the visited, maybe. Uh, pretty, well, I mean, almost. I guess in order to really get that sense of belief, I think so. I think it's kind of one of those things that you, you have to experience in order to kind of – but again, a lot – even that is like circumstantial evidence. You know, again, my, my documentary is titled Sinking the Mothman because it's my relationship with the Mothman and synchronicity because a mm. lot of it – it's not like the Mothman is talking to me directly. It's not like we hang out on my couch and, and we talk about these things. It's these weird forms of communication that I see happening all over to things that most people just simply aren't privy to. You just don't really pay attention to these things a lot. And If you were Woodrow, he'd hang out on your couch. <laughs> you could, you could I, have you fake night watching Serbian film or something. <laughs> yes, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely. Um, well, you know, so I, I I do have a really close relationship with Tanya, and, and I worry about it sometimes because you know what? This this injured cold situation could be entirely bullshit, and I could be wasting my time. But if it's not, you know, and I think about it a lot, and it just blows my fucking mind every time. If it's not, that means I could possibly meet aliens, like face-to-face, and we could hang out, and I can impregnate them. Yeah, well, we've got a um, politician here. I can't remember his name, but he's a Labour um, MP. And he he um, totally believes and says many times on, on interviews, you can find it anywhere. It's, it's, the interview's only done like eight years ago, but he spoke of it since. But he was saying that um, 
he um, had an affair with an eight-foot-tall alien who goes by the name the Lion Queen, and that they had a daughter together called Zarkla or something. And and his wife refuses to talk about it. She was like, I don't, you know, he, he, you know she was like pissed, she was pissed off about it. She and stuff like she was like, oh yeah, he cheated on me with this alien thing. They have a, they have a kid, but I have nothing to do with it. And it's like, so either they're both in on it and they're both mad. But at the same, well, at the same time, this guy helps run the country. <laughs> right. So it's like, which, which, you know, which one is, it's either real or it isn't. And it's like, yeah. well, you know, what, which, which possibility is worse, you know? And, and I don't uh, know, and I don't know enough about anything to say that the guy's talking out of his ass. I mean, I think he is. But I mean, <laughs> at the I same mean, time, it's like, I can't prove that he's lying. And it could be. Well, you know, we have one guy come on the show. It's kind of turned into like a, a regular joke now. I don't do guests very often on the show just because, you know, some of these people, again, they're hard to vet. It takes time to know these people's story and the stories yeah. and their experiences. But this guy's story was so fucking fascinating. He was the first guest we ever had on the show. And the episode, I have it, but it's not public now. Um, So this guy reaches out to me. And he is, he notices that I'm a filmmaker and he is interested in making some films and making some money because he has this particular talent. And I'm like, okay. Now, as you can imagine, okay, I, I, I just turned, I just turned 30. This is a penis right? story, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I just turned, I just turned 30, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a hot goth redhead, okay? Let's just be honest with you. My inbox is all dicks all the time. <laughs> So I'm sure. expecting I did this apologize, to go. But, you know. <laughs> I'm expecting for this to go very south, and uh, you know, he tells, he informs me that well, I have the biggest penis in the world, and I'm like, okay, I've heard this one before, guys. Oh, whatever, you know, it's not a very good. I'm like, cool, whatever. He's like, no, like seriously, like seriously. Here's some pictures. Here's some videos. And the guy's penis is, I'll tell you right now, he, this guy has the biggest penis in the world. It's insane. It's fucking insane. And I'm like, okay. That's interesting. He's like, I I do stuff with. I can't have sex. He can't have normal sex because it doesn't fit anywhere. And he's <laughs> he's like, but I do stuff with it. I can do push ups with it. I, I do all these moves. Push ups. I'm like, okay, all right, all right. So he's like, you know, and what I do right now is I host shows. People come to my house and and I perform. I, I perform in front of all these people. And and they pay to come in and then they give tips. And he's like, it's really lucrative. But now I want to make money off of it. And kind of go farther. And I'm like, okay, back up. So I, at first, initially, I talked to Pat. Because Pat is actually, Pat's in film. He's, he's a director. That's what he does. That's his thing. So I'm like, Pat, what do I what do I do here? Is this guy just being weird? I'm like, what? He's like, no. We're going to make money off this guy. We could find somebody that he could put his dick in, and it's going to be great. He can, you know, we're going to do him a service, and we're going to make so much money doing it. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. So I start talking to him, and I was like, well, okay, so back up. Why, why aren't you in the, cause when I Google the biggest dick in the world, it's not you. Why aren't you out there? Why aren't you in like the Guinness Book of World Records and whatnot? He's like, well, actually, I contacted them and they came and they measured me. He said they measured me flaccid and they measured me hard and, you know, hard, I'm five and a half times bigger than the current record holder and flaccid Jeez. is like, it's like two and a half times or something. And I'm like, wow. You know, he said, but when that happened, they hacked all my stuff. And I was like, what do you mean they hacked all your stuff? He's like, yeah. Then the government started watching me. And I was like, what, what do you mean? And and he's like, well, the reason why my penis is so big is because I have been going through my life. And every couple of years, I am abducted by aliens. And they upgrade my DNA. And I am I am amalgamation of all these different 
species of alien, and they give me this huge dick so that I'm basically a walking billboard. Because he can't hide it. He can't. Walking around, he, you see it. I mean, there's no way to hide it. so big. And uh, yeah, I'm just like... we problem, have we, bruv? No. Well, thank God. It's we, very... We could, it's walk, very we, we could walk around in thongs, and they'd be like, look at those couple of birds. They're ugly, you know? <laughs> He was telling me, like, the the logistics of it. I'm like, so how do you go out in public? And he's like, well, honestly, I prefer going out in the wintertime because then I can, like, take it and I can, like, rig it up and, like, tie it to my shoulder and I can wear it. What the fuck? (laughs) I'm telling you. I'm telling you guys. Did he tell you how how big it is in inches or what? I've seen it it in picture and video. And so if he lays down flat, because this is the first picture I saw, he lays down flat. It reaches the bridge of his nose, and it's about half as wide as his face. And at first I was like, this is fake. Like, this is some weird fetish. This is like a prop or something. No, this is this guy's dick. I've seen it. <laughs> see, I want to see. I don't really, really want to see dicks, but I want to see it. I want to go exactly. and Exactly. This is the first time in my life I've ever actually asked for dick pics. I, it never <laughs> happened before. This is the first. And, and it was... Crazy. I mean, it's crazy fascinating. So we have the guy come on the show. Like, I tell Pat, I'm like, okay, Pat, it shit just got weird. Now he's telling me he's an alien, you know, and, and I don't know. I'm like, should I just stop talking? This guy's so strange. He's like, no, no, wait a minute. Now the guy's like, I will show you these things. Like, I, I, I talk to these aliens all the time. I can talk to them whenever I want to. I'll show, you can meet them. I'm like, oh, well, that's attractive. But like, at the same time, I kind of don't want to meet you because you're weird and <laughs> I, I don't know you, you know, and, um, you know, he's like offering me to come to come visit him. Now, also, on top of this, he only lives like 30 minutes away from me. And the whole fucking big wide world, the guy with the biggest penis in the world, who's also half alien of, of multiple species, lives a half an hour away. And I'm just like, OK, well, but, you know, and, and, and Pat was like, still oh, reaches. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's how he found me. It just he bumped into me one day. I was like, what is this? Knocked at um, the door, came in through the post box. <laughs> it was like following follow the rainbow to the pot of gold, right? You just keep keep following it. It's um, like that um, Hungarian um, stop motion like cartoon thing they have done over there. That bloke with the massive penis, he, he like plays like tennis with himself and stuff with it. <laughs> but it's like a children's program. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Pat's like, well, this is this guy's obviously some type of weird, obsessive fanboy loon. Right. I mean, he's he, there's no way that all this makes sense. And I was like, well, I don't know, Pat. It's Ohio. I, I kind of do believe it. Um, But, you know, so he comes on the show and and he's telling us these weird story. You know, he, he's like, oh, come on the podcast, but I don't want to talk about my massive penis. And I'm like, OK, so the stipulation wasn't making these videos that he wanted to make. He didn't want his he didn't want his identity to be revealed in the videos and i'm like well that's kind of hard don't people already know who you are because you got you know the biggest dick in the world and all and then you know and he's just like but still my family i don't want my family to know i'm doing stuff like this i'm like whatever everybody's got their reasons i don't care so he's like but i'll come on the show and i'll talk about the alien stuff i'm like okay cool and he does he comes on the show and he's talking about he's talking about going to these intergalactic meetings and bigfoot's there and all these other people are there and He's talking about how he spent like a couple of years on Mars and he caused like the people of Mars to to die. Basically, I don't it got weird. It got really weird. And, you know, so we in the show and we we put it out there and I'm like, Pat, I don't know if we should put this out there. And he's like, you know what? The thing is, is that Art Bell would have anybody and everybody come on the show. And that guy did pretty good. So let's do it. And I'm like, OK, all right. So, you know, we, we put it out there. 
And the guy was like, hey, you know, I sent him the link. I'm like, here's the show. You know, it's out there. And like a couple of days later, he freaks out and he starts sending me and Pat all kinds of threatening messages. And he's like, I didn't know I was being recorded. I didn't know I was going to be on a show. But, you know, I'm I'm coming right now. I'm going to I'm going to kill both of you. And I'm like, what the fuck? And, uh, so he's just a, he's just a nutbag then. He's insane. Right. He's crazy. So then I'm like, okay, well, there there we have it, folks. The guy's nuts. So we t- we did take the episode down. Um, I was against it. Pat felt comfortable if we did. I do have the episode, and I, I don't know what I'll do with it yet, um, but it's definitely a lost episode of sorts. Um, but none of that explains that the guy did have the biggest dick I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Where's the show gone? <laughs> what, 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 you know what? I'm going to ask it. Was he black? <laughs> no. No, he was not. He was some white guy. Can you imagine? The, what, what a death that would be, though. But You know he said he, he was going to come and kill you, but you didn't think he was going to club you to death with his dick. <laughs> Do you know what he I mean? Straight That's... up ducks you. <laughs> if, if that is the way Strangles that I... you with the bastard. <laughs> If, if, if that is the way that I went, I was. I, it would be very fitting. It would make a lot of sense. <laughs> I wouldn't be too sad about it, honestly. <laughs> oh, I can't believe that, man. That is that's fucking insane. If I had a dick that reached my fucking nose, I wouldn't leave the house. I I don't think it could very much. <laughs> I don't see that being a hindrance, though. I mean, I'd be making the fucking. I'd be making dollar. You know, so I'd be walking around the town and I'd be swinging it around like Morrissey with a bouquet, just whistling, right. just winking well, at people. <laughs> he's been arrested. He's been, he says he's been arrested so many times so for this motherfuckers. thing. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh. And, and like his family, he's like, my family like disowns me. And I'm like, because your dick is, it's not your fault that your dick's, I, it's so weird. I don't know. It, it was a weird. <laughs> Imagine having sympathy for someone because he's got a big dick. Fucking hell. Yeah, oh, oh bless you. him. Oh, bless him. Oh, he's been through the walls. Can't fit so, in anything. It was crazy. So that's why I tell people. I'm like, listen, don't don't be afraid to share your encounters and your stories and experiences with me because, uh, trust me, I have fucking heard it. Oh. If, if, he, if he wants to get laid, come to Kent. There are plenty of girls around here who will fit perfectly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fall in, so... Yeah, you won't touch the sides. <laughs> so, 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 Pat's like, Pat's, I'm like, who are we going to get to film this with? And he's like, well, I don't know. I was like, that's definitely not going to, like, I don't, no, it's not going to be me. I don't, uh, no thank you. And it was just. An aircraft carrier just throwing a Jimmy Dean. Oh, my gosh. It's, 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 I'm sure, I'm sure. People, well, that's what we were saying. There are women out there that do exist, or even men that do exist, that he could, he could, um, you know, enter or whatever. Yeah. Oh, mate, Zach, he's bound to fit. <laughs> Zach's loose as anything back there, mate. It's like someone so, drop-kicked a lasagna. <laughs> so, if I, so, fucking hell, let me come away from dicks for a minute. So, yeah, away from dicks and destroyed arseholes. Yeah, sure. that's it. So, so in, in regards to the whole UFO and the cryptid thing, right, this is a and question that... Yeah, ate it, yeah, all of that sort of stuff. So, so in in regards to that, there's a question from one of the fans that said, "How how would the human race actually handle seeing an actual alien? Because there's you know, this, me and Aaron have had this conversation when we had the flat Earther on, and it's like, does it really matter if the Earth is flat or not? Because sure. If there was a big, if there was a massive thing, and the government come out and said, look, do you know what, guys, it's fucking flat. Yeah, you caught us out. My life wouldn't change. Aaron's life. Yeah. All, all of us would just go, okay, so so fucking what? Let's carry on. And it's right. like, 
with the alien type thing, I kind of think, like, if I actually saw a fucking alien and he was walking down the street and I saw him, part of me would like to think that that would be the biggest thing ever in humanity. That it would, it would change our perspective and our attitudes towards uh, ourself and everything. But another part of me thinks, would we, though? Because we'd probably fucking terrorise it. We'd probably fucking try and hurt it. And I, it's, it's like, I don't know. What, what do you think? Like, what do you think if, if we actually had a real encounter, like a, a big old spaceship come down and they actually walked the Earth and said, this is the fucking crack? Sure. You know? Yeah. Probably about 90% of the world has some type, not crazy types or anything, but some type of religious view. Yeah. All right. So because of that, um, this would be very upsetting to most of the world's population, right? Yes, yeah. Um, or because, would it validate it? Because my, um, every, everyone's um, like religions are pretty much based on people in the sky. So what if it sort of came down there was like, oh, shit, we were all right. And maybe that was maybe the alien coming could be our moment of clarity and unity. We could block yeah, we were grand unification. All, yeah, we were actually all right this whole time. It is, there are people in the sky. They're not gods. They are science. All of us were correct. How mad is that? And maybe well, that would be the thing that brings us together. There would definitely be a Right a before they destroy us with their giant penises. <laughs> Yes, I'm all hail the giant penis. Um, there would definitely be a new religion formed, I think. Uh, people mm. would then start like looking to these things as, as gods because they're, you know, I mean, that pretty much are in comparison to us. Um, but, mm, sure. you know, but what you're saying also is that you're expecting people that believe that, you know, going back to the whole episode we just did last week was about the Great Flood. And there are about 30% of the world's population that subscribes to Christianity and the Bible. So 30% of the world believe that there was actually an entire a, a flood on on the earth and there's no evidence to back that up. So you're talking about people that don't really dabble in logic much. Right. Yeah. So so that would that would be the issue. I mean, you're you're going to have all these people that you can't really sit down with and have this conversation with. I mean, they're going to be upset and uh they're going to, you know, turn against the, the alien people. Now, would that be majority of people because again, you know, that's just one religion, that's one sector and then you're assuming that they actually really do not just say that they believe these things, but that they actually really do believe in the Bible or what have you. Mm. Um, you know, but, but there would be some before, type of... Haven't we? There's, there's, um, there's non-secular Christians as well. They believe in the stories of the Bible, right. but they don't believe right. that they actually happened. They're like, come on, let's be practical. No one got... Right. Jonah didn't get swallowed by a whale. There wasn't a huge flood, but it's the fables that come with these stories. Sure, sure. And so, you know, but but there there is there is a group of people that, you know, do believe these things. And, yeah, yeah, like the full-on devout evan- evangelists. And that, well, that's just one, right? That's just, that's just one group of people and one small group. And so you're going to have civil unrest is, is my point is that you will have civil unrest Mm. across the board because a lot of, because when, when you're, you know, you're sitting down and you're saying, look, here it is. Aliens exist. That's going to mess with people. And then it's like, you know, we can't even get along with each other. Racism is such an issue. You know, Mm. I can't imagine that would be so welcoming of, of another, you know, intelligent species. Um, but as far as like on a government perspective, I mean, it would be protected. Let's just say there's one. Let's just say it's fucking E.T., the friendliest goddamn alien out there, right? <laughs> E.T. comes out. He's like, hey, I'm here, guys. Well, our boy Paul. <laughs> it could, yeah, it could. Right. Could be Paul. You know, there's definitely, you know, but we'll just say there's one and it comes down and it's like, hey, I'm here. And for some reason, that's disclosed to us globally. And we all know that it exists. Um, you know, it would be protected and have walk on bodyguards and, and things like that. Um, but there would be like a lot. Of, it, yes, it would be like Alf. Yeah. And, uh, 
I don't know if we'd experiment on it. I think we would to a degree. I don't think we would purposefully kill it. Mm. Um, but let's assume that it could live on our atmosphere anyway, and it was already fine, like 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 Alf. Um, I don't think that we'd start cutting it open right away and being like, hey, how does this work? But we would subject it to MRIs and blood tests and DNA. Yeah, and- I, 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 back in the day, the whole sort of like Roswell thing going on, there was a lot of like alien autopsy stuff going on that was sort of, I know some of it's not real, and they've sort of done all that. But there's a lot of, like these days with new life forms, we don't necessarily have to go into dissection anymore. We have like 3D x-ray and shit now. Right, right, right. To, in order to see, right, and that would probably surface better to see it like, if we could, like, you know, hook it up to an MRI and watch it eat, you know? Yeah, that watch would... it function as a organic life form, yeah. Right. But would the, would the alien want to even do that, though? You know, like, I'm not being funny. If you went to another planet and there was like, wow, and there was all like, this is amazing, and wanted to fucking probe you and look at you, you'd be like, fuck this. <laughs> if, you know, they, just, if they outnumbered me fuck to one, I'd probably just go along with it and be like, let's get it over with. Well, sure, because at the same time, you would have that sense of celebrity. I mean, he'd be the most important person on the entire planet. You know, so he would he would get all that fame and attention. So I mean, if it's if it's here to seek oh, out attention, well, I won't be happy. <laughs> yeah, so that's a good point actually. Why don't we just get? Well, you know, they should. Well, I think one of them should just come down and be the most popular person in the world or popular Absolutely. being on this. Oh planet. fuck! It's Elon Musk. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. Oh, <laughs> it really <gosh>. would. <laughs> it's fucking Elon Musk. I've been saying <laughs> since day one. I don't trust that Lex Luthor bastard. Oh, oh my! God. Don't get me started on Elon. I don't like that guy either. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, no, well, I think he's a baddie. I think he's going to own like a giant fortress out in the in the desert somewhere, like a dark tower. Yes, I'm like he's 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 a real life supervillain, you guys, and everybody's yeah. just like, oh, I mean, he's he so is great. literally the only person on earth. But if he he could wake up in the morning and say, today, I think I could actually be Batman. He could do it. He, he has the resources right. and the money. He could be Batman if he wanted to. We yeah. can't. Be, you can't look at someone like that and think, oh, they're good. No, Martian. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, Aaron. Are you saying that you are not a fan of Elon Musk now just because we have got a pretty girl one? Because oh, you remark no. because you like I, Elon I, Musk. I, I love his work. I'm, I'm just not fond of him. Something Uh-oh. about him makes me very, very. So Pat, Pat says that all the time. He's he's very he's very pro Elon Musk, and what he says is that you know who else is going to shoot a fucking Tesla into space? I mean that's pretty cool, and I understand what he's saying, right? And he definitely has made space travel more of a of a leisurely thing, and that's the that's pretty. An absolute genius. I'm not going to take any of that away from him, and he's done. Well, He's not, a, no, no, no. He's, he's not a genius. He's he's really good at being a copycat. All of his ideas are not his own. Like, <gasps> oh, cool. It's true. I know. I got the hot yeah. takes over here, but it's true. Um, but, you know, but he is doing things, right? He is doing some things with his money that other billionaires aren't doing. And that's, I mean, that's neat, I guess. But, like, he could definitely serve to be a better person. So that's just uh, my, my two cents on the matter. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just don't trust him. No, he's I'll a bad think. guy. Yeah, there's, exactly. there's stuff going on there, and you know, he's doing he's doing wonders, and I'm, I, I can't wait to see what his future looks like in a sort of way. Especially when they were talking about, remember before Ed, we were saying about those tunnels underground. I don't remember him saying that, but I believe I believe. Yeah, I, I, he's doing like, all these tunnels underground. So what they like? I think he's doing under. Was it New York, Ed? Uh, yeah, it was. It was. Um, uh, it's the Boring Company. Yeah, um, for the young um, cars, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, hyperlink. The, hyperlink. Yes, yeah, oh, hyperlink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also the um, the tunnels also a place in a way so it stops earthquakes or something. And I... stuff like that. It's, it's it's all mental clever. So I I totally I'm on board from like putting money into. I mean, he's crap at building rockets. I mean, how many of them have fallen over now? Yeah. 
Well, he's the problem is, is that he's trying to do it on the I just don't trust him. He seems it's, funny. It's right. It's very expensive to to make these things. And even though he does have a lot of money, he doesn't have that kind of money, which is why he's he's a fucking slave driver driver basically because he underpays all of his uh, people that are doing all the work. And it's just he's just a bad guy. Let's well, he's, he's, a, bad he's guy. a natural Bond villain. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of thing. And it was always the sort of thing as well with this whole sort of, oh, I came from nothing. It's like, you owned two diamond mines and half an emerald mine. That's not really coming from nothing. Right. Right. So he's, uh, just not, he's not a very good person. I, I don't, I can't get behind him. You know, it's just not, uh, but I'll take his money. Yeah. I love all the science stuff. And I think, (laughs) I think some of the stuff he's doing probably will help the world at some point. Sure. I mean, I've got nothing against it, but it's just him as a person. I'm like, no, I, I just there's something about it doesn't sit right with me. It's very no, weird. I wouldn't it, hang out with it's that like guy. there's someone wearing a human skin over the top, and he's just like, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, yeah. No, it's those guys in Men in Black where they're a bit baggy under the neck and stuff like yeah. that. He just he just reminds me of that whole sort of thing. It's like there's a bit of a Lex Luthor thing going on here. I agree. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree. He doesn't seem like somebody I I would want to like hang out with. That's for sure. And he's always in black. Always, he always is. Well, yeah, he's got some, some eye though, you know. But that's you know, that's, that doesn't mean I'm crazy or fucking, you know, villainous. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but it's just like I don't know. It, I just it just does rub me the wrong way. Well, what do you reckon? Do you reckon we're going to be able to get the mark while we're on the oh, Do you think so? Yeah, I def, def, I, in, us. Like you and me in our lifetime, I don't no, think so. No, no, I don't think so. But as, as a human race, oh, totally. I mean, when Elon goes on a bet, I remember once I was on a friend's house and we, I mean, I thought I was going to get bored off my mind, but we watched like a five hour long um, uh, lecture and it was Elon Musk, a few of his other guys that were there from the Boring Company and a couple of other like, his physicists. One of them was from like um, one of the big ones in Texas um, like University or something. I can't remember like, but um, they was all talking about it, and I was like, these people know how to get there. And these people wouldn't be talking about this in this detail if they didn't know what they were talking about. So it's like, we're definitely going to Mars. Like, we won't, you and me, obviously. <laughs> but it's no, like, sure. as a whole, as a species, it's like, yeah, I can see Mars like in the future. Totally. And others, like even the moon, turn that into a space station. Why not? Well... <laughs> building station or something it's right there but with Mars they were talking about when they found water on there the whole point of getting to Mars was to, so they could get to the water separate the hydrogen from it and turn it into a fuel source so we could theoretically have a petrol station in space for longer flight missions but then it got to the whole sort of colonising thing and they're looking it's, so it's, it's the way it's spread thankfully there are people out there who are much smarter than us who can take care of this stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah well that's true. Well, that's what NASA's doing right now with the moon. I mean, we're, we're going back to the moon in, what, 2024? And the whole point of it is to mine the resources there in order to um, propel space travel further outside of the moon. And uh, so it's it's happening. It is happening. It's just a slow... And the first uh, lady astronaut is going up there on that on that particular mission, too. Yeah. It's going to be the, yeah, first la- the first female astronaut on the moon. Yeah. It'll be, it, it'll be very exciting stuff. Why not? But, you know, maybe that's why, you know, all of this UFO talk and, and stuff has, has been happening a lot lately is because now, you know, we're talking about crossing intergalactic lines and maybe they don't like that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. 
We're so good at destroying our own planet. I'm sure we're going to be great at destroying others also. And, uh, you know, that throws everything off. And so are we a threat to them now all of a sudden? You know, are, are we working ourselves up to be that? Uh, maybe that's well, why we, we feel the need to We inject. mentioned this before, didn't we, as well on the podcast? Yeah. Um, that it was, um, what if the fact that we haven't, that, that we're, um, appearing to be alone in the universe is because the others have seen how dangerous we are and they're like, don't fucking tell them we're here. It could be, yeah. yeah we don't be. want that. We don't, we don't want them around. That's very sad, but it's. <laughs> it is sad, man. It is fucking sad, mm. but it's like it's it, unfortunately we we do love destroying shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like we we got this planet with just us on, and rather than fucking get on, we decide to kill each other or hate each other for skin color, gender, or whatever you fucking want. Whatever you know, yeah. it's a bit it's a bit weird. So, so just to go back on something, I need because a few questions I need to ask you while while we've got you sure. is um. Um, with footage of UFOs, cryptids—is it cryptids or cryptoids? I don't know. The fucking Crypt- which cryptids. One? Cryptids. Okay, yeah. So with all of them, how come every fucking picture is grainy? And that, yeah. I never. And I, I've I've got like the S twenty one Ultra, which has got like a hundred and fifty million pixels or something like that, and I can take a picture of the fucking moon from standing outside. If something walked along my road, I should be able to get a good picture of it. And like, I don't know, man. Like lately. I don't know if it's just me, if it's a cynical, sceptical mind, but I don't really see anything anymore that's like like loads and loads of UFO sightings or things no, like that. I agree. Since, since, the, since the camera's got better, we seem to have less camera footage of UFOs. Mm. Sure. Well, I, yeah. I would disagree with that. As somebody that gets frequent oh, UFO really? videos and, and, and photos a uh, lot, it's just that people don't talk about it like that because they don't know what they're seeing, right? So a lot of people, I mean, do you know the difference? If you're looking at the night sky, do you know the difference between a, a regular plane and, you know, a, a helicopter? And, you know, we got all these different forms of technology or mm. even just a drone, you know, anymore. Mm. A lot yeah, of people yeah. see these things. During Fourth of July, mm. actually. Um, well, like we, I was saying the other week, Ed, when I saw that albino bat. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, um, it, it, it was glowing in the sky. It caught the um, reflection off the light, the street lights off its eyes, and was flying around above my um, garden for about five minutes. I was like, "What the fuck am I looking at?" Uh, well, right, you don't know, right? You're like, yeah. you know, you're, so your brain takes a minute to kind of catch up to your ass, right? And that's just how it works. And uh, you know, but like Fourth of July weekend, we saw, um, we were seeing all these weird lights in the sky. And, uh, we all assumed that they were, they were probably drones, except the one that we watched. It was, it had a, a, a red, it, it. it was patterned between a red and a green light and it was just kind of blinking back and forth but like from the same source and then we were like oh it's probably a drone it makes sense that people would take their drones up in the sky to watch the fireworks and record them however um after probably about five minutes it just poof disappeared it was gone it was weird (laughs) so the first thought you know well the first thought again was it could have it could have but then you know it wasn't complete it wasn't nighttime yet it wasn't completely dark outside so you'd think you'd see it fall and nothing like that happened. So very weird, you know, that again, none of us thought to record it because we just thought it was a drone. So we do see a lot of these things. Now in the case of like cryptids, um, what, I mean, even if we did have really good picture and video evidence, would that even be enough? Going back to uh, probably the most famous footage out there, which is the Patterson Gimlin film right now. And everybody that's basically talked about it, there's no possible way that they could have faked that footage. There's no way. We have not been able to... Have, you, have you not seen that video of the two blokes standing side by side? And it's the, the bloke from that video, he was saying, like, I was the one in the BFG suit, like, um, the um, Bigfoot suit. Have you seen that? 
Well, okay, so that's uh. And they, do, they, do this, they, do, they do this side by side walking thing, and it, it, I have to say, it looks bang on. And when I saw it, I thought, okay, that's that's definitely the guy in the Bigfoot suit. What's for me Bob, personally? Bob Hieronymus came out and he said that he was the one wearing the suit. Um, he was saying where they got the suit from. He was saying this, that, and the other. However, um, it doesn't just because it might look similarly. The analysis that that have been done on it, you're seeing muscle movement underneath the fur. Okay. You're seeing details in it. Well, you know, let me just let me go back to simplest terms. Why would you make a Bigfoot suit and put tits on it? Why would you? If, if you're if you're if your goal is to hoax this footage, what what where does your you know, first of all, thousands of dollars would have had to go into making this suit, which is just something that uh they didn't have. Patterson and Gidlin did not have. And, you know, second of all, then you go and go, well, you know what? Why not just put a pair of tits on it? I mean, it's so weird. You know, all the little details. Well, maybe that's, the, maybe that's the point, though. It's like they would never expect that. They would, If we put a pair of tits on it, they'd go, well, it can't be fake. It's got tits. Well. Like, that, that could be a part of it. That I mean, it, it, it very well could go that far, I'm sure of it. But the tits jiggle. And again, we did not. This was 1967. We did not have fursuits that did that. We might now. We did not have that then. You know, and so you have to think of it that way. So a lot of these people that are doing all these like suit comparisons and whatnot, they're using technology that we have nowadays. They're not using technology we had in sixty seven. It just didn't make any sense for it to happen. So but again, but but look, so here's the Patterson Gimlin footage and we have all these people that want to believe that it was hoaxed. So it's not good enough anyway. The evidence isn't good enough anyway. There's also another piece of footage. I, I, I personally don't believe it myself. I think it is fake footage, but I don't know about, I don't know the, the other scopes, but I can literally just go by what I have seen myself and right, what I've seen the, the yeah, clip, just, right. From, from that and like just seen the other ones and like one of them apparently said it was faked as well or something. Like one of them came out and said, oh yeah, we just mucked about or something. I don't know. I can't remember exactly, but from what I've seen of it, I, I personally don't believe it, but if, like you said, we don't have, we didn't have any suits like that back then. Like, if, if you could show me, like, all the sort of like, like the state of the art suits we had back then, and then do the comparison, I'd be I'm more than happy to change my mind. It's just oh wow, maybe that's another episode we'll have to do because uh, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's the thing with me and Ad. We're, we're completely open to having our minds changed. Well, we, sure, we, we, we know, never I've... we never settle on anything. Absolutely. Oh, nice. it will, and me and me too. Also, oh, I mean, believe it or not, as much as I would like to believe everything, you know, is possible and whatnot. Um, I don't. And uh, but I do rely on evidence and uh, and, yeah. you know, scientific research in order to get to my conclusion. So um, but anyway, you know, going going back to the point, there's another piece of footage that we have and it's called the uh, it's it's dubbed the Independence Day footage. And um, it is of a Sasquatch that actually looks very similar to what to what Patty looked like. OK. And it's kind of crawling behind a rock, and then it picks something up and carries it off. And what it picks up is a baby, and 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 the baby itself is its own thing, and it's moving and it's clinging to mom, and it's just it's amazing footage. And it came out in recent years, and um, nobody's claimed it. Nobody said, "Hey, I made this," or "This is my video. I filmed this." Nobody's ever said. Nobody really knows where this footage came from. But again, you're then you're not just talking about a suit, right? You're talking about a whole puppet prop. Or even mm. animatronic, because I don't even think just the way it was placed. I don't think there's any way it was puppeteered. I think it would have had to have been an animatronic. But you're talking again, thousands of dollars to come out with this hoax and not even claiming it. You know, not even getting the credit and saying, "Hey, this was my video and I filmed it and I saw this thing." Nobody's come out and admitted it. There's another piece of evidence, and it's known as um, 
It's known as Skinny Bob. Okay, now, this is alien evidence. Okay, Ooh. so Skinny Skinny Bob is like a video compilation, and it looks it looks so fucking fake. Now the reason why it looks fake is because it's on grainy old footage. You're getting a lot of close-up shots of a bunch of aliens, a bunch of aliens, like, walking around. You see alien bodies laying around all over the place. You see this close-up of this alien that's examining the face, the hands. It's moving. It's blinking. You know, it's it's living. But because it's so realistic-looking, automatically we're like, oh, this is fake. Skinny Bob. Mm. But nobody has ever claimed the skinny bob footage and the thing about it is that again you have shots of multiple aliens walking around you would have had to have had an entire crew to make this thing and nobody's ever come out to claim it now the claim is that of course it's from the it's from the u.s government it's leaked footage from the u.s government but in order for it to be fake you got you're talking a lot of people that would have to live with the secret yeah. and they have people aren't good at keeping secrets we're not good at that they would have told somebody they would have told their best friend. They would have told their their you know their their lovers. They would have told their family members. Somebody would have told somebody something, and we would have known by now. You know, it would have came out. There would have been a claim. Not a single person has ever come forward and said that they were responsible for the thing. And you're talking a big budget production, also. It's again, to you're talking me, more. Yeah, to, I, I I totally see what you're saying, but to me, that just further um, proves that. I mean, I haven't seen the video, so I can't sure. say outright. But um, from what you've told me, to me that sounds like if it's something that amazing, and you and you made that video, why wouldn't you take credit? Right. So has well, it just been put out there to distract people? Because if no one's came forward with it, and like you say, people can't keep secrets. People are greedy. We have egos. If right. we've done something that is that incredible, and you went out and filmed it for the for the intention of having a document for it, and then you don't take credit, that to me just sounds like. It was just made and just handed out there. Like, oh, there you go. Have that to look at. Because if I if I caught a bit, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but if I caught a video of Bigfoot, mate, you, everyone in the world would know my face. I would come straight out and be like, I've got a fucking video of Bigfoot. Look at this bad boy. And I, and for me, no one stepping forward to claim um, credit seems more suspicious than anything else. But that's yeah. just me. Yeah, I, I get, I get that. Yeah. But saying that, I, I've seen the Skinny Bob video that um, Ashley oh, was talking about. Yeah, I've just fucking... Uh, I, I looked at it before, and I've just had a look now while he's chatting, and I just thought, oh, yeah, that is the video. And it, it, is it where it winks or something? Or it blinks in the video? Uh, so it was some, I'm sure... I'm sure it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty good, though. It's definitely it's definitely worth a watch, man. Yeah, I think I might have... Now you've, you say it's a crash type, isn't it? They're all like, laying on the floor and stuff. Is there like a load of them? Um, I've only got just the. I've only. Oh, we've lost her. Oh. Ah, oh, we've lost her. Oh, we've lost she's ashes. We've lost ashes. The American friend. Right, get I'll back. See the, if she. I'll hit the plus she, button. Yeah, see if we get her back in. She this. went. She went quiet, and I thought, oh, the maybe she lost signal. Maybe she's fucking like, oh, fuck these guys. Fuck yeah. you guys. These British cunts. They don't know nothing. Yeah, fuck this. If you don't believe in Skinny Bob, I'm gone. They don't even have Bigfoot. Uh, yeah, I'm not on the. Oh, no, she's unavailable. Oh, yeah, I think she's lost her. Um... Oh, we lost her. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's it's how we think she's unavailable. So I think that's um, yeah, possibly the end of that one. Then. <laughs> yeah, well, that's oh, a shame. Um, well, Ashley, if you're probably listening, um, we had a great time. We'll message you in a minute because you're bound to be going. Oh my god, what the fuck, man? You <laughs> were with me. 
Yeah, but if we can't if we can't get her back and Aaron can't get her back, then we'll have to just call it a day. But that was yeah, going. I'll try. To... I'll try again. You yeah, try again. We're not going to edit this out because we're not that professional. We got go back. Oh, and how long would it take? Oh yeah, I don't, we don't do editing anymore. Fuck that. We just leave. Oh. Have we got her back? We lost her. Um, it's calling Ashley Hill unavailable. Well, sorry, people at home. I think we she's lost her um, connection by the looks of it. Oh, gutted. Not got a message or anything coming through. Oh, sorry, guys. Technical details, but you know we're two blokes in England talking to someone in Ohio. This is the yeah. best we're doing. You know, we're literally going off of like broadband. We haven't got a fancy LAN or anything. No. Uh, well, well, on the, on that note, guys, that was that's more than enough to keep you satisfied. It's nearly an hour and fifty minutes. Absolutely. And, and, if, it, and if she's happy to, we'll get her back on again soonish to try and. Yeah, but we'll, we'll tidy up. We'll tidy up some stuff, and we'll just have a chat about specifics, if need be. Yeah, um, yeah. And we'll start tying some weights to our knobs. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a plan. So, yeah, yeah guys, a bit of an abrupt ending, but that's fucking what happens. Unfortunately, this is the real. This is the real world we live in, just like Ashes is talking about. So, mm. thanks again to Ashes for coming on uh, and chatting. Uh, and yes, well, weirdly enough, guys, that's how we're going to end. So, until next time, doses. <laughs>